I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, kids. Uh, welcome to the program. It's a Friday edition of Just a Game. It's Rob and Craig with you, your uh, drive-time friends. Um, this is what I thought it was always going to be. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. I always, well, by always, I mean back when you were still playing. You and uh, me together? Yeah. Oh, perfect. I thought it was going to be an afternoon <laughs> show. And then we would, do, just to build off what we were just talking about, and then we would get we give grades to everybody. Yeah, everybody right? grades everybody. Everybody now. grades, so everybody gets a grade. Exactly. Uh, he is uh, Craig Conroy. He's got a new job. Um, I have to, t- well, okay, first of all, it's the general manager. Is it just general manager? Did you get another one? No, Squeeze? just general manager. Okay, so you didn't yeah. get, you know, assistant pizza maker, nothing like that tagged in there. Because hockey's different of. now. Well, there are a lot of titles. It, titles are a big thing. And yeah. the more you have, I guess, the better it is. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because you started, your first hockey title was special assistant or special advisor? Special assistant to the act, acting general manager, Jay Feast. That's what it was. That was all on my card. To the acting? To the acting general That's right. manager. And then when he became general manager. You could drop the acting. They switched the, a lot of lot of new cards. Have you kept all your cards? Do you have all I your cards? I think I have all. Yeah, I have <laughs> You all have a version there. of all your I cards? I do have a version so far, yeah. Um, welcome to Just a Game on a Friday. He is Craig Conroy, the general manager of the Calgary Flames, kind enough to join us live in the Oodle Noodle studio. Uh, we are a uh, inclusive podcast. Everybody's welcome here. We are an ally for all. Uh, we're also broadcasting from Treaty 7 territory here in Calgary. And I should mention, did, have you ever skied? You grew up in ski country in the States, right? Like there was... Did you ski in? Yeah, when those you were are hills compared to the Well, mountains. yeah, I know that. I, yeah, no, 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 I did. Yeah, I did ski. I, when I went to Northwood, we could go Whiteface Mountain where they had the 80 Olympics. Yeah. was We had a deal for $5 a day. You could go over and ski. So we have, yeah, I used to ski quite a bit. And then obviously as once I went to college, I think I quit. Oh, skiing. did you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You know, it was just everything. You get busy. And then when you go to the NHL, American League, NHL, I just thought, I better not take any chances with my knees here, but I loved it. That's an interesting point. Now, post hockey, have you gone to the mountains here? I think I'm afraid of these mountains. They're Why? like, I don't know. I haven't, you know what? To be fair, I think I should go and do it. I haven't done it, but my one knee has been a little acting up my left knee. I was playing catch and I was running and I fell into a hole mm-hmm. and I hurt my knee. Where <laughs> were you running? It was in a field. It was in a field. I <laughs> you was... were just out in a field running and you ran into a gopher hole? I, 
I, I have to try to make the great catch. Yeah, I just okay. couldn't let the ball go. No. So yeah, I ran into a little hole and I caught myself, but probably by catching myself, I hurt my knee a little bit. It's, it's actually feeling better now though. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I feel sympathetic. For you. <laughs> um, listen, if you ever think about, about, about skiing or snowboarding, let me know, because of course, uh, ski seller snowboard sponsors, our guests, ski seller snowboard.com. Now they're not open now, Craig. I know you're saying to yourself, but, but Rob, I want to go after this show. They have four stores in Calgary, but not open in the summer. They'll reopen in the fall. They have one right in Crowchild, don't they? they yes, they do. I drive by that often. Yes, they do. I, uh, I, and they, and they have cloud. They have sales. They have sales. Yeah. Yeah. I should pull in when I see this. And have you heard about snow skating? No, I have not heard. Yeah, about so that. now you can kind of skate down the mountain. Really? Yes. Like yes, I know. And Neil from from I'm gonna have to Google it when I leave. You, if you go to the website, if you go to ski okay. you can go and see the videos, the YouTube videos. It's it's not it's it's exactly what it is. Yes. That's amazing. It is. Um how are you? How are you doing? Are you busy? Are you just hanging around? What's going on? No, it's been busy. I mean, I think uh, you know getting staffing done with, with Mitch leaving, uh, getting Trent call in. It's just, it's been nonstop kind of, uh, hiring people. We just, you know, you're always trying to add more people and, yeah. and find the right people for positions. So to, to have Trent done now was, was nice, you know, okay. um, it kind of fills out the staffs. It's amazing. I guess from behind the scenes, you don't really know all the things that are going on, uh, as your assistant general manager, how many interview process to go through all that. And what do you mean kinda, you didn't know? I mean, well, you would have seen it, right? Yeah, but Brad kind of did it. You close your door and you do zoom calls. You're on phone calls. You do all that. Okay. So you don't see how many people you're talking to behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, you just, I wasn't in that process of hiring the coaches and going through the process. Kind of Brad did that him, himself. So, you know, I think we did a little bit differently this time. I had the, uh, everybody in the office in there and, and we all, you know, listen, so then we could all talk about it afterwards and kind of figure out what uh, we liked about the candidates, what we didn't, mm -hmm. what strength, weaknesses, and, uh, you know, did it more as a team, maybe. Is that a result of you going through hiring with Jay Feaster and hiring with, you know, Brad Treliving? You were interviewed by Buffalo at one point. Is that just, is this the key when you did it? Was it kind of, well, I like this. I didn't like this. And and so this is how I want to do it. Was it based on your experiences? Yeah. I mean, I think that, and you want people to feel ownership to it in the office, like feel a part of the process, feel a part of, yeah. of making big decisions. Yeah. So then we can all be on the same page moving forward. So right. nobody can say, well, I didn't like that guy. I never met him. I didn't talk to him. I think just to all be on the, not, not that we're on the same page. We all had different ideas of each person that we interviewed and then went through the process. But you know, it, it was even with, with Trent, there were some great candidates and there were some younger ones that we really liked. And, you know, I think after having Mitch in there and Mitch did an amazing job mm -hmm. and then, you know, Mitch, um, gets the opportunity in Washington. And I think we just kind of went back and forth and said, okay, what are we looking for this time? And Trent just had that experience uh, a little bit more than, than the other guys. And I think that's what pushed them to the top, but we would have been fortunate to hire any of them. It, it's good for, I think it's great for the league. Hopefully some of these younger coaches coming up, get more of a chance because, uh, they're ready. I want to ask you a question. Uh, last couple of months, I have campaigned. Clearly, you don't watch the program or you would have known. 
but I campaigned rather hard, hard for Carla McLeod. I, I thought Carla McLeod should get an opportunity. You know, she's done some great work with Chechia. You know, it was all out there in the open. Craig, are we getting closer and closer to maybe, I mean, I know we have assistants, but are we mm-hmm. getting closer and closer to maybe seeing a, a woman as a head coach in, you know, in men's professional hockey? I think you're going to, I'm going to see it. I mean, it, it's for them to be assistants first to get yep. kind of that recognition and and come in and being head coaches in different places, you know, would it, would it be probably maybe at the American league level first? I would say probably. What about the, what about major junior I would, or junior A? Yeah. You know, uh, major, I mean, I guess I was thinking about the, no, the I said, prof- and, I said professional hockey, yeah, but to me, it, it kind of reminds me of Sandra Persina, for instance, Yeah, you know, Sandra's the voice of the Wranglers, you know, female voice, of the Wranglers. you kind of have to come up through the system. I don't think it does anybody any good. If we just take somebody and put them right in the top league and go, there they are with, look what we've done. They need to get those seat time. They need to get, so is it, is the next step is getting them into junior hockey or college hockey and, and, and working them through that way. Is that the correct way to go about this? Do you think, or a way to go about this? I bet you that that's probably the logical way, this, the, the smart way, Yeah. you know, because when you want people to get those top jobs, you want to be ready for the top job. And if whoever the first woman is in that top job, you want her to have success and then it just leads to more, more women opening that door. If it didn't, if she just got thrown in right away and it didn't go well, failed experiment, does that set it way, way back? It might. I hope not. Yeah. But, but you know how, but you, you, but you would be open to that conversation. What, what would the criteria be for you? Like you, you'd want to know the dressing room and you'd want to know the success, right? I always wondered, even with, I always have been curious how it works with the male coaches with the females because it is, you know, that dynamics down in the room, uh, sure. the, the shower areas, they're yeah. not all closed off. Yeah. Um, how that works, where they can go in, when they can go. Those are the little questions that I guess I'm always asking myself. How does it, and I'm, I'm, I'm even thinking the other way. How do the men do it with the women? Yep. How does it work and flow? And yep. um, those are just things that I guess, because I haven't seen it. Those are things I'd like to see how it kind of worked. I think the statute of limitations has run out. I hope I'm not going to get you in any trouble. Your first coaching search was with Jay Feaster when he hired Bob Hartley, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And you talked to a young coach in Syracuse in the American Hockey League, did you not? Yeah. John John Cooper. John Cooper, right? Yeah. That was, well, we all got to bring one. You got to bring a list of names. Yeah. I just started, so I didn't really have a list of names. I wish I could take actual credit for John Cooper, but Al McKinnis and Kelly Chase were the ones that kind of said, Hey, this John Cooper, you, you would be doing a disservice to yourself if you did not go look and kind of, yeah. And he was in the American hockey league. He was in the American hockey league. And I went back and I, I kind of did, he started in St. Louis and where chasers team was. And then, you know, watching what he did in the USHL and yeah. now he's in the American hockey league. Yeah. And then you could kind of look at his YouTubes and listen to, listen to some of his interviews. I mean, very intelligent, very smart. And he just had a different way about him. So, uh, that was the name I got to bring to Jay that, uh, John Cooper and actually Steve Eiserman gave permission, uh, to talk to him. So we were going to talk to him. He said, we just need to wait till the AHL playoffs are over. Of course that year he went all the way to the finals <laughs> and won and won. And we had hired in the meantime, we had hired Bob. Yeah. It got to be a little bit of a, it was Bob going to go to Montreal there was some pressure, right? There was pressure. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of how it worked. But yeah, it was funny because I talked to John 
last year about Blake Coleman. We were, I was doing a thing with Blake Coleman uh, the year before, sorry. And I said, do you remember? It all worked out great for you, but do you remember? He goes, no, no, Craig, I remember. So it, it was, uh, you know, it's just a small world, this hockey world, but yeah, to see how well he did. And I wish I could take all the credit, but yeah, Chaser now, they, yeah. uh, they gave me that. They pointed him in the right direction, but that's what people do in hockey world. I was just going to say, that's a little insight into this, right? Yeah. Like you really do have connections. You really do, or not connections, but you use your connections, right? You listen. Yeah, you have to. I mean, yeah. you know what? You, you don't know everybody. Uh, you don't know. And if someone that you trust, Al McKinnis would never tell me anything or Kelly Chase. I mean, we played together a long time. If they told me something, I believe them. Yep. I would have no no right. reason to doubt him. And I didn't doubt him in that situation. You know, I just went and kind of doing my homework, watching clips, sure. looking at the record, seeing him winning everywhere was amazing. So, you know, and the personality, you know, everything I heard about him, when you talk to people that work with him, they loved him, talked to some players that had him, said he has a different way about him, how he coaches. So all those were the reasons I thought, okay, Jay, this is the guy I want. Who? John Cooper? And then now, now hindsight, would have been a great hire too, but Bob Bob did a great job when he was here. No, and and and, and I don't mean this the way it's going to sound. I hope you take it the way it is. W but was Bob Feta complete? Did did Jay did Jay have it in his mind that this is the guy he wants? Because if you remember, he was always yeah. connected to Jay, right? They because they worked in Hershey, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think I think Jay felt very comfortable with Bob and Bob. What Bob was trying to do and instill, you know. Jay, Jay, he was got, at the top of the Jay list. Jay knew it. Yeah. yeah. Jay felt very okay. comfortable, knew him. Uh, and, and I thought Bob did an amazing job when he was here. I mean, it's when you're behind the scenes to work with Bob, it was, he's, he's a heck of a coach. He's a handful. Yeah. Oh, he's a handful, but you know what? Great with the media. Oh, and, uh, no, no, absolutely. But if you think about it, what a, at that point you had two coaches at the two levels that could not have been more different. Right in in Hartley and Troy Ward, in Abbotsford, yeah, for sure, for sure. Could you have had polar opposite coaches? Probably not, probably not. And it didn't always flow as well as you would like, <laughs> maybe because of that. But you know what? They still did their their professionals. They did their oh job, sure they did. But they had different ideas. How one one used one kind of language, one used a different kind of language. You know. One invented his own language. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I love Troy, but he invented right. Yep. Offensive yep. coordinator, defensive coordinator. Yeah. He, you know, and it's funny how different coaches just want different things instead of power yeah. play penalty kill five, four, four, five, you know, it's little things like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but how much did that influence you? How much now you've just gone through a bunch of hiring, right? You've hired two different coaches at two different levels. Yeah. How much of that coming out and getting right in as the special advisor to the uh, temporary? No, what's the term? Uh, 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 acting, general acting, general manager. Actor, general manager. How yeah. much of that stuff influences you? It was, you know, you, you take all the learning experience, the good and bad, where you think maybe, because hindsight, you can look, did we do everything we could? Did we interview enough people? Did we, did mm -hmm. we not interview enough people? Did we miss anybody? Is there someone else we can, you know, who's the best person for the job? What type of person are we looking for to bring into the, right. you know, and, and, I think it was funny because I was thinking about it the other day and I was talking to a, a former GM in Mike Smith. We were at a thing in New York and 
you know, we were talking. Oh, Mike, about, yes, right. Not Mike Smith, the goalie. Yeah, not Mike Smith, the goalie. But the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, so yeah. we were just talking, and he made a good point. He's like, you know, the culture that we had in Calgary. It's not so much the culture, I think, because what Daryl wanted to do here, but maybe it's the environment at the rink is yeah. what we need to change. Sure. In my mind, it was the environment that people want to come to the rink, be excited to come to the rink, and and have some fun. And and that's different because kind of the culture Daryl wanted. I do want that same culture. We are here to work hard, get better every day. And that There's, part. The, don't you think it's funny? We made the offhanded joke about, oh, we're going to give you a grade. Man, context is something, isn't it? Like, there, it's easy to do a headline. It's easy to say something, but you really need the context yeah. of the situation. Yeah. There, there's always more to every situation that it's not just black and white and it's not as easy as people this is what you should do or that. <laughs> I wish it was that easy, but you know, you're trying to build something and, yeah. and you do think, you know, and I thought, I don't know if I really want to, it's not really the culture of how we want to be as a team. It's just the environment that we want to bring these guys into on a daily basis is what we're trying to change more so than because okay. Daryl did a lot of, a lot of good things. I mean, I really enjoyed Daryl as a coach and I think he's a heck of a coach, but he's maybe, an enigma. Yeah. I mean, it's just, everyone's different. Difference, it's a yeah. different way to do it. I felt comfortable with that type of coach. I had lots of coaches like that. Joel Quinville, maybe not quite to the same, but not, similar. not that far off. No, though. no, they have, they have a way about doing things and, and Iron Mike. Yeah. And Iron Mike was, you know, I, I really enjoyed Mike. I know a lot of people would be hard on Mike. I, I love my time here with, with Mike. One of my favorite but you, coaches. Didn't you, you had him in St. Louis too. Though, yeah. In St. Louis. You know what? I was younger. I think he was better to me or I, I related easier, better to him as a, a veteran player, a veteran player. Yeah. So he was great uh, as a young player and he was coaching and GM mm -hmm. and it was intimidating. Yeah. It was intimidating. And maybe, but when the second go around, I, I love Mike, I can't thank him enough for what he did for me in my career. Let's go back. Um, I do want to ask you about both your coaches, but stay, let's stay with Trent Cole for a second. When did he get on your radar? Who brought, or how did he get onto your radar? Uh, Brad Pascal. I mean, I think a lot okay. of it when he was in Utica, Yeah. Uh, you know, you're always, it's funny because we're always kind of, when we ask the scouts, which, which coach really has the team play the right way? Mm -hmm. Who seem, you know, not that we're looking for coaches all the time, but if, if there's a coach that catches your eye and has done a good job. And then I think with Trent going into uh, Abbotsford, we got to see him more. Obviously. Okay. So, you know, you're watching, you like how his team played the discipline. Uh, you watch the bench demeanor. You're always kind of paying attention. Did you ever get a chance to interact with him? Is there, no. a, there, there really isn't that opportunity. Is there? No. So you don't really, you just talk to other people that yes. know him. So okay. you get it secondhand. That okay. part. Um, so then to see him go to get, go up to the Vancouver and uh, you know, him when Bruce kind of mm -hmm. got let go, uh, it was a name that was, you know, I wonder if he'd have some interest in coming. So, I mean, there, uh, Brad Pascal did a heck of a job. He had a long list again yeah. and went through a, a lengthy process. Uh, and he kind of did the first part. Right. And then when he got down to a smaller group where he felt comfortable, then, then, you know, we, everyone else got involved. M Mitch Love makes his decision. He goes to Washington. Do you recruit people like Trent Cull or do they call? How, how, how many out of the blue connections did you get? from coaches that were want to make sure, you know, they're interested. Yeah, lots of emails, lots of emails, calls, text messages okay. would, you know, and that's what kind of length makes the list 
bigger and you're watching junior you know for us we're watching junior teams that are doing really well mm -hmm. talking to play you know mm -hmm. the the list was really long and i think it's it's better to go through and you know what some of the guys that we talked to uh family situations it wasn't the right time in their life they weren't ready to make the move so they're quickly you know they're out uh but you want to make sure you at least talk to them and see what the interest level is and some were yeah, it's weird it's some, you, you would think most people would want to interview but even at the nhl level some some guys just said, I'm in a great situation with my family, with where I'm at. Uh, if it was a different time, I, I would love to interview for the job, but, but not right now. Well, who got your, who gets your attention now that you've done this unsolicited Mitch love leaves, Rob criticized. I want to coach the, the Calgary Wranglers. Hmm. Should I call you? <laughs> <laughs> Should I email you a plan? Do you want to see videos? How do I get your attention? It'd be nice if you were coaching somewhere. Okay. So that's a, that's a good place yeah, to start. A good place. If you're coaching, okay. uh, and I can go watch how your team plays and see, see what you like. And then they do give you a plan. They give you their philosophies on, you know, how they think, the one thing it's amazing, I think, because we had a little bit of a disconnect. We talked earlier, yeah. uh, American league, NHL, maybe we played a little bit different styles. Yeah. Uh, now we're talking about Abbotsford, Abbotsford Calgary, Calgary. a decade ago. Decade That's ago. what we're talking about. 12 yeah. years ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we really want to focus now more on playing the same systems. Yeah. Our coaches. Okay. With playing the NHL coaches system and right. and they really are well versed now i mean they come in and they say hey we know what it is it's development it's to get guys to the nhl to help the the calgary flames win games so i do think when you look at that now it was a little bit different when i first started you know they might want to play their own systems use their own language but it was a little confusing to a guy like uh granlin when he was here you know yeah english not his first language yeah. so to hear the dop and fonzes and and to see all the writing on the boards, if they were just four letters, three letters, yep. F O N Z was Fonz, and that's face off in the neutral zone. That's a little hard for a European to kind of acclimatize learn. to. They get used to it. You get a sheet. I got a sheet too when I went saw Troy. Very smart, did a great job for us. But it is a different way of doing it as compared to someone else. Is that a college format? Do you think or a, a uh, development? A development team is a different animal altogether. Right. Because the job is to get you from here to there as opposed to winning a championship. Championships are nice. Yeah. Right. Is that is that more Ch of a championships, a bonus? You know, even when Bob came in, he said they won a championship in Hershey. That was the bonus. Right. You know, right, right, right. Look, you know, yeah. Pierre Lacroix said, I'm so happy you won, but it's the developing for the NHL and us winning a Stanley Cup is what the real key is, Bob. So, you know, it's it's a weird it's probably the one. You know, even in junior, you're there to win a championship. You're probably there to win championships in every other thing. You want to win a championship. You want them to have that experience in the playoffs. Uh, but it's also to make sure they're ready to play in the NHL. And, and that's, you know, is it easier to put out a veteran guy to take a big face off at the end of the game or put the the rookie to give them that experience? It's not it's not easy. I mean, you know, that's I talk. I remember we we're talking to Huska when he was down there. He would do it. We might lose the game sometimes, or we might, you know, the kids. But that was that was the, the role. That was the role the job. So, so yeah. Rob Kerr calls you. The Wranglers are now open. Mitch yeah. Love is gone, and I say to you, Craig, you need me mm -hmm. because I'll get you where Mitch Love didn't get you. 
Does anybody take that tact? Is are are people confident enough to come in and go, yeah, he was a good coach, AHL coach of the year two years in a row, but he didn't win, and I'll I'll win. Did, are, are people that confident, or are they more respectful? No, they're confident. They're confident, but they don't. Yeah, not that tact. You know, Mitch has left. Yes. He did a great job. Yes. I think I can continue that job is kind of the, okay. the way they, okay. they but they never, it. nobody tries to come in and, and yeah. Okay. No, they're, they're, you know, I think they're, the thing about hockey players is the cliches where we wouldn't be throwing people on, we're not throwing people under the okay. bus okay. as a whole. Every okay. now and then you get pissed sure. off and you yep. might say something, but yep. for the whole, we try to protect each other, good or bad, you know? Yeah. But yeah. So I think they come in and said, Hey, he, he did a great job. I think I can continue this moving did, forward. Does does Trent decide, or did you just, or do you and Brad decide that you're going to keep the assistants? Because there's continuity there, right? They were they were under contract, first of all. Okay, but Trent was happy. Obviously, he said they know the players. It's easier. It's an okay. easier transition for Trent. He said having the assistants, you know, and I think he has familiarity with both guys, so th that makes a difference too. I mean, when yeah. you know people already, and I do think. I don't interact with the coaches, but coaches interact with each other. What do you mean you don't interact? With so, like as a GM, like if I go to a game, I don't really run into the other team's coaches. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. So they, yeah. they, I thought you meant your own team. Oh no, I <laughs> yeah, 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 my team I do, yeah, but yeah. like the other team's coaches. Okay. If we're going to Abbotsford, I'm yeah. not talking to Berkey. Used to though, he has no problem telling that, right? Yeah, he 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 did. Like I used to go. Sometimes I felt like. For me personally, like I felt like maybe we were in their way. They're getting ready for their meetings. Are we in their way? They seem to like it because maybe it was Berkey. Yeah. So I don't do, you know. Well, he that's famously tells about. that story, right? Like I get there two hours ahead yeah. and I go visit the coaches. We've been there before. We were in Barry for a game. We got there. We got there pretty early because, you know, traffic in Toronto. So we yeah. got there pretty early, Berkey and I. We went to go out. They weren't there. Neither team was there. Like <laughs> there before so we just sat in the lobby for a while till the coaches <laughs> first coaches showed up. I was like, we're really early, Berkey. All know? right, but but they seemed they they did really enjoy Brian and he's so engaging. And then we would oh, you know yeah. Brian would send a handwritten note to him thanking him. It was good. It's good. It's just I feel like for me personally, I'm in their way. You know, they have a routine, but maybe I should do that. I don't know. Now I'll come to influences in a sec. Uh, okay, so that's one. But that's the second coach. Trent's the second coach you yeah. hired. You hired Ryan Huska. Um, and you talked about that. I'm not, you know, we, I don't really want to, I'm more curious about the process. Were you ever, were you concerned about inheriting a coach, Craig? Would you have been, and, and I know Daryl and I, and you like Daryl, we both like Daryl, but you've been longing for a general manager's position. Was that a concern that your first position you would inherit a coach? that's a good question. I mean, I guess Daryl and I do have a good relationship. Yep. Daryl's going to do what Daryl wants to do. So would we be able to collaborate and work together the way I would like to probably, probably not. Okay. If I'm going to be totally honest, yeah. but Daryl's very good at what he does. Like I've said earlier, again, yeah, it's just the way he, he goes about it and he's been a GM, but I think we could have worked together. We could have yeah. went and had players and yeah. we could sit and have, you know, at lunch and dinner and we would be totally fine. So if it was Daryl, if Daryl had stayed, I, I would have had no, I don't think I would have had a problem. I probably wouldn't have the same. Did the job change when Daryl left? No, I don't think, you know, you still want, I mean, yeah. not that you didn't want it. I, I don't want to say that, 
But all of a sudden, do you go, hmm, oh, okay, hold on now a sec. I do think it lets me bring in a person that I feel comfortable. We have, uh, you know, I had an idea what I wanted to change. Yeah. Where did I, when I sat up and watched the practice, when I sat and watched the games, when I, you know, the little things that kind of I was hoping to change during the year, three on three, I would have loved to seen us practice three on three. Uh, just get some continuity with who plays well in those situations together. The power play, if we would have come, done a little bit more practice in the power play because when we switched the units uh during the year i thought we had a hard time getting in the zone yeah would have liked to seen us do more more work like on that, that. Yeah. yeah you know trying to figure out the lines like those are little things but that's what daryl daryl's a coach so we let him do it those are things i would have liked to seen us do more of but mm -hmm. in the end so how does that influence you now then if that's how you would like to do it are those the parameters that you have now given your coaches look I, you coach, but yeah. this is where we need to be, to you know, to every coach we interviewed. How do you want to react with me on a daily basis? Okay. How do you want to react with me? How, how do you, what's our protocol after games? any strange reactions to that question? No, so, no, no. And there's no right or wrong answer. There's no, I know what I would like to do, but there's no right or wrong answer. I mean, some coaches said to me, Craig, I'd rather not have you come down after a game. Their emotions run high. We, and you're okay with that. And I would be okay with that. Okay. So, some people want us down. Bob Hartley wanted us down there. Yeah. He wanted, he it. wants the eyes. What right? did you see from yeah. above? Is there anything we, we missed down below? Are yeah. we doing anything? Yeah. Which give me your top three players of the night. Like, so Bob wanted that. Yeah. And I, and I really enjoyed it. You know, I'm not going down there to yell and scream if we win or lose the game. Like maybe we don't say anything, but maybe I can just hear what they're saying good or bad, who were they happy with? Who didn't they like? And I think, mm, okay, I agree or disagree. Like we don't have to talk about it at night, but that was one of the things. Cool. How much are you going to work on the power play? How do you structure your practices? Yeah. How do you want to do travel? You know, there's all those things you want to make sure you ask everyone the questions and you know, but you didn't need them to give you the right answers, no. right? You just needed to know what the answers. Yes. Were. How, okay. how this would work with me and you moving forward. Right. There, and like I said, there's no right or wrong answer. You know, I think the one thing that I was excited that Ryan said is in the D zone, we were playing more man to man this year. I had a hard time as a center playing man to man. I don't like when the D go all the way up to the blue line and I'm, stuck down gotcha. in front of the okay. net. Yeah. And you saw grade A chances after grade A chances. If it broke down, that's why I, I felt like there was a big, ah, you see the guy in the slot all by himself. Yeah. When you had a breakdown in man to man, I felt like that was concerning when you watch Vegas. I don't know if you watch, that's how we played in 04, mm -hmm. how we cycle back. Yes. We released the guy, yep. the D were released at the, this type thing is what I feel comfortable with. And the, and the, the same way that's what we did in St. Louis. In fairness, in 04, you were also allowed to grab him. Yes, you could. You could. But I think it's more. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. That, that's the that's how you would like. Yeah, okay. That's how I would like to do it. And I think Ryan felt very similar. Some coaches some coaches wanted to play man-to-man, -man, yeah. which is totally fine too. Just in my mind. You just want to know. To have the most success, yeah. would I want to play man-to-man -man or would I want to go more of a zone, if you want to call it. You've been with his organization mostly for over 20 years now. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I, th and I never said anything to you, but I'm now that it's all done, I don't ever remember a team with as many possible internal candidates for a head coaching position. Because the name that never got brought up was Kale McLean, but he can't be that far off from being a candidate, can he? 
he's done a great job. I mean, he was the work ethic that Kale has, what he's done in hockey. It, it's true. You know, with Kirk Muller being there with Kale, with Mitch doing what Mitch did. Did that complicate it? It, it made it harder actually. Yeah. You know, if you had one person or it does make it harder yeah. because honestly, we're all competitive and everybody wants, everyone would have wanted to be that coach of the Calgary Flames. They all wanted it. Kirk Muller could have yeah, been. Kirk Muller could have been. Exactly. Right? You know, Kirk just got the wash. Yeah. I mean, Kirk Muller could have come back, but in the end, I thought we probably, you know. You get that. Yeah. 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 That, that. Could, you, could Mitch Love have come back? I mean, I know you guys would have let him, but he did he not almost have to go? Just and then next, you know, five years, ten years down the road, maybe you hire. Yeah. Well, you, and that's the thing. You know, I think when I talked to Mitch, the only thing when I talked to Mitch, Mitch had the confidence to do the job. Mitch is a very good coach. Uh, sure he is. But when you when you know, I said, well, how do you deal with the travel and yeah, yeah. The, the NHL ranks and this and the NHL players? Now you're dealing with people that are. Yep. You know, I think if now then the role he has as an assistant coach in the NHL to see all of this, to kind of go in and experience the travel experience, everything. It's going to be great for Mitch. And I want nothing but the best for Mitch. I mean, and you never know. I mean, it's a small little hockey world. Well, it, uh, That's exactly it. So right? I'm just, but Mitch has done an amazing job for us. Would it have been hard for him to do it here? It might've been because I think he believed he was the head coach of the Calgary flames. Do you Brad and tree need deserve some credit? for the coaching in the organization the last couple of years to, to have been in that position. Cause in fairness to Ryan Huska, Ryan, while he didn't have necessarily the awards, he certainly had the same kind of a claim coming up here. Same thing with Kale McLean. These guys were being rewarded for the work that they were doing. Right. Like, you know, in the last couple of years, you can say a lot about this organization, but you've had good coaches in the system. I mean, I think, I think, I think that's why a lot of people are, like the opportunity to coach the Wranglers because they're, they're seeing a path and yeah. like most of them it's, it's the NHL is yeah. the, is as a player, that's where you want to go as a coach. That's where you want to go. So I do think that was a, a big positive. And I give Brad Pascal a lot of credit. I mean, he, he goes through a lengthy process and goes through and, you know, he did a great job finding Mitch. I mean, there was so many good candidates that year. Mitch uh, hadn't been coaching a long time in the Western hockey league. Yeah. As a head coach, yeah, did a good job. He came in and did an amazing job for us, and you know, and we believe Trent's going to do the same thing for us here. Yeah. Um, any wild cards? Anything that was interesting about the external candidates for the head coaching job before you, uh, you know, landed on Ryan? Again, I mean, I think when you see what other teams are doing, I mean, it's a little bit, you know, I can see why teams are a little leery about having uh, people interview with multiple teams because, yeah. but. To hear what other teams are doing, I think that was an eye opener as far as, but to see the amount of good quality coaches that haven't been head coaches in the NHL or maybe just had their first chance and looking for that second chance, you know, I do think there's, there's so many good coaches and I think that's, what's exciting for the league. If, if teams are willing to get it instead of recycling someone, I think people are going to be, is surprised. that the right word? I think it is. I, I don't know if recycling is or see, here's the other experience. one experience. They want more experience. But or, the context again, you need, Oh, well, Daryl's a hard ass. So you got to have a player's coach, right? Oh, and Oh, 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 oh Ryan Husk is a player's coach. Oh, the next coach got to be a hard ass or recycling and stuff like that. Is that actually a thing or is that a narrative? 
Is that an easy way of describing the need for change? You're probably right. It's, it's if Glenn Gulletson was here, he's too nice to the players. If you know, it, it's all, yes, it's, it's, it is an easy, is it a little bit of a cop out? Maybe. Yeah. You know, but I think everybody's looking at something different. What kind of team do I have? Yeah. What, what type of coach do I have? Yep. A veteran coach. You kind of know what you're getting with a veteran coach. What? You know, yep. there's probably a shelf life with a veteran coach. Do you need, what does your team need at that time? Uh, and I just thought at this time, you know, every Ryan's first opportunity, but he's been working and working to this opportunity, you know, and he did a great job for us, did a great job in Kelowna. You know, I think what we're looking for, he checks off all those boxes. The thing is, does he have the presence in the room? People might wonder. That was one of the things. Do you feel like you're going to, he does. I've seen it in the American league as a head coach. I've seen it, you know, as an assistant coach, you don't have the same but he's got that good thing. If you talk to, I mean, probably the one person that I thought when I talked to some of the players, just to ask him about Ryan was, was Rasmus Anderson. If you ever talked to Rasmus, they did not get along no. the first year. They, they no. I mean, but Ryan, you know, this, if you want to get to the NHL, this yeah. is what you need to do. And it was uncomfortable every day. And he stayed on him, on him, on him. And Rasmus needed to get in better shape. Rasmus needed to play better in certain areas. He's good with the puck. He did yeah. what he did. Well, he did really well. What yeah. he didn't do well, he didn't want to work at. Yeah. And Ryan forced him to work at that where it's not fun to work on things you're bad at. But the second year, that's not uncommon. Is it? No, no, it's not. Troy or uh, TJ Brody went through that. Yes. Right. It, that's what the, Troy Ward always told me that TJ, it was never about teaching him how to be a defenseman. It was about teaching him how to be a pro. Right, how to make his bed, how to buy groceries, how to how to be how to be away from a billet. Absolutely. I mean, there's and you there's told more me, to you it. told me those things about you don't you probably don't remember this, but we sat in a hotel in Fort Lauderdale. You told me those things about Rasmus Anderson before you drafted him. You knew you were aware oh, of yeah. those things. Oh, that was that's why he went in the second round. Right. There, there players aren't perfect. How did you get graded <laughs> on that draft? Oh, forget. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully better now. Yeah, hopefully, better now. Yeah. You know, yeah, Shillington, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rasmus. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, not having a first round pick. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, those are the things, you know, and, and some player and you give the player credit. Mm -hmm. He did all the work. Yeah. You know what people don't know when Rasmus was here his first year and we'd come home from road trip and, and, you know, obviously the office, we'd come to mm -hmm. the office and Rasmus would come down and do an extra workout and do more and he was working to become a better player and is that huska it, well, i think that was what huska brought to him not specifically craig but but he that, didn't say oh when we get off the road go yeah but he built the environment he made it so that the understanding that rasmus knew that he had to do these things. yes yeah. because he that first year that was so uncomfortable yeah to have the success he had the second year and now he's in the nhl he's like okay yeah ryan's right I have to do this stuff. I don't want to do this. Like he probably wanted, we were tired. We probably wanted to go home after that mm -hmm. road trip. And you know, you're on the road five, six days. I can't remember how long, you know, for me to go to the office and do a little something is not a big deal, but to see him come in too and go down and I went down to see what he was doing. He was riding the bike and he was doing yep. a little workout. Yep. So those are the things that he did extra to make himself a pro and, and his game, but he continues to do that today. He hasn't taken his foot up. Okay. I've made it. I'm, I'm good. No, he's trying to get better every day. Did you learn anything new about Ryan Huska in the interview process? 
Well, it's funny because, well, like I said, if we're talking D zone, how we change things okay. up, uh, different, different scenarios, uh, player usage. I gather Ryan's not coming to you in the middle of last year going, geez, Craig, no. you know, this is what I would do. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. when you listen to what he said, yeah. he's never, he's, he yeah. wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. You know, whatever happened in the coach's room happened in the coach's room, Yeah, but just his ideas and his philosophies. I think that's kind of where, uh, we were in sync, you know, I yeah. thought, Oh, I feel the, you know, okay. the same way. And you don't know, you know, he's, and his thing was saying, Hey, we did it like this. Daryl wanted to do it. And Daryl was the head coach. We did it like this. I would like to do it like this. And that's how he, that's how he worded it. When I got my dream job in 2011, and I started calling games at Sportsnet. I had a bit of Peter Marr. I had a little bit of, of Danny Gallivan. I had, I had all these pieces. What? Who are the pieces in you as a general manager? Who influenced you as a general manager? You know, I think you look at it, what, you know, you're kind of stealing what you like from everybody. Yeah. You know, what Jay did well. Yeah. What, what, what did Jay do well? You know, Not, and I don't mean it that way, but yeah. you know what I mean. When I you think, say that, I think he he ran the office really well. Like his attention to detail in the office. I think being a lawyer, yeah, okay, you know, the yep. way he managed people, the way yep. he he dealt with things, yeah, uh, he was very thorough and thought out, yeah, and he really didn't do anything. You know, he he did a really nice job. I thought of uh, letting the scouts make the picks he was not getting involved with that. He was letting them do that. You know, the way he managed people, I thought he empowered everybody and he let them do their job. So I did think that was, okay. you know, that's where Jay's a real strength was and a good communicator. Yep. Uh, but I think that came from his background and, and where he's, you know, he's won a Stanley cup. He's won sure. in the American league. So that those are really his strength. Is it safe? To, am, am I wrong in saying it this way? Jay also knew what he didn't know. Yeah, exactly. He didn't, professed to be the greatest he hockey knowledge of everything of players of reading how to you know yeah. scouting but he knew how to put it all together yeah. that's what he yeah. he did well tree is there bits of tree in you tree, tree you know what i give uh i think tree uh what i learned about tree is he had a great pulse on what was going on out there as far as uh, how how talking. much how is that is that overblown because he became, you yeah. know, the Elliot Friedmans and the Chris Johnsons <laughs> of the world said, oh, no, you know, no, he's in on everything. He was in on a lot. We were in on a lot for sure. I think, you know, I think, but he just called people. He talked to a lot of people. And I think you have to do that, you know, because I would know, I noticed he would call more than his phone was ringing. Um, he was outbound more than inbound. Yeah, probably outbound more than inbound. Okay. Uh, Berkey was a mixture. Yeah. How much did you learn from Berkey? Oh, Berkey was great. You know, Berkey, uh, he loves you, eh? Berkey's awesome. I love Berkey. You know, he, he just, he would say, Connie, like you should go with your scouts for a couple games. If you're out East, like go with your scouts, watch them, watch a game with you, be around them. The way he dealt with people, the way he brought everybody in the staff together, unbelievable. And how he made you feel part of it, whether it's going to have a pizza over at his house after a long day. Hey, come on over here, guys, have a pizza. Like all of us, like I don't things I, like I, that I, go a long way. He's a special human being. And I, we just did targets for kids last. The guy hasn't been in Calgary in four years. Yeah. So he's now come from out of town to Calgary to host this event more than he did it when he was here, but he loves it. 
what he gives back to the community. I mean, and the one thing he said when he came in, he said, Hey, my big thing has been charity. The one thing when he got here though, he said the Calgary flames do charity yeah, <laughs> as well as anybody yeah. I've ever yeah. seen. So, you know, and I said, that's one thing about Calgary. They give back more than any city I've ever been a part of, yeah. you know, any charity event I've ever been to, wow. but Berkey doing what he does. And it means so much. You're in that same category too, though. Well, thank you, Rob. So are you. We both, but, but to give back the way Berkey does and still come back and want to be a part of it. And I got a picture of him. He went out, I couldn't go out to dinner with him the night before, but the people that were with him took a picture. He had the flames. Oh yeah. You know, like he's, I don't know how to describe him to people, but you know, he tells a story about leaving a, a note for the next GM. You mentioned handwritten notes to the coaches when they're scouting. Like it's all of these little things. I asked him about you, eh? Oh really? Yeah. Oh no. I said, how do you think Craig will do? And he said, he has the one thing that I never had as a GM. And I said, what's that? He said, people love him. They liked me. They love you. He said, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's going to, that's no, he said, <laughs> that's a unique trait for a general manager. You know, Johnson, uh, Kent goes into Montreal. <laughs> He's the new guy, right? Like yeah. you're in such a unique position coming in and and Berkey Berkey loves it like he he's just you know he's proud he is I'm sure he's told you yeah but, um who else did you I mean Daryl is a general manager did you learn much from him uh, no not not really no nothing nothing from Daryl uh having Al McNeil here as senior advisor thank you okay Amazing. tell me about Chopper so for him to win and be with the Montreal Canadiens and kind the of Montreal the Montreal Canadians when the they were Montreal to try to, yeah. you know, I listen to everything Al says. I mean, from what, what has he been saying here for the last, well, as long as he's been here, as long as I've been on this side, we need to get bigger, Craig, we need to get bigger <laughs> and we need to be harder to play against. I mean, he's got a way of what he he's had success. He's won at every level. He's, he's won Stanley cups. He's, he's, he's done it he's all. He's a hall of famer. Yeah, like he, he he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. I I can't agree more. I mean, so to sit down and just hear what they did in Montreal, you know, Ron Caron when he was there, uh, just all the greats, and to hear how they went about their business and how they, when they're looking at trades, how they drafted, how they traveled, how they did. You know, I know it was a long time ago, but you're taking what you like. Oh, that's a great idea. This is a great idea. Ooh, I haven't heard of that. I want to steal that idea from Chopper. You know, he's yeah. forgot more than I know about hockey. So, you know, people would want to despise oh, an old, no, 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 no. When Guy Lafleur passed away, I passed him in the hallway in the office. And I just said, hey, that was hard to hear about Guy Lafleur. And the next 10 minutes, he told me stuff I never heard before. No idea. Sharp as attack. Yeah. It, it, it's incredible. It's amazing. You know, and just how they handle diff different situations, yeah. you know, in Montreal, behind the scenes. Anybody outside of sport influence you as a general manager? It's funny because, you know, when you just read books and I, I don't know if they influence you, but, you know, you I just like to read all the books. You Do, do you read a lot? I do, yeah. you know, and maybe more nonfiction or fiction. Uh, s sometimes I need some fiction. Yeah, I get that. No, no, I get that. Yeah. But then yeah, like yeah. autobiographies and, okay. uh, you know, I was, you know, and then I, when I had, um, you ever read, you ever read Patton's biography? No, I have not. I, I highly recommend it to people 
because it's about failure and how he failed and why he failed and how he came back from it. And to me, uh, you know, where I live, I live with the youth kid, the youth sports and stuff like that. And I think failures are so important, right? There's a learning tool. It's, it's a really, if the movie, even you can get a little out of that, but it's about failure. I mean, that's good. I'll have to, I'll have to, you know what? I'm always, yeah, well, I can't just have you come in here. What and not I, get anything I was thinking the last it. book I, I read was three ring circus. I just told Jerome. So it was kind of talking about Kobe Shaq and oh, okay. everything going on. And that resonate. It's, it's interesting. That I, I mean, I don't really see that in hockey, the way they maybe battled and, you know, went through the whole process, but it, it's amazing how it, it all worked out. And, you know, when you're the coach, how you, how you make that all work. There, yeah. there's some big personalities. And then yeah. you see what he did the same thing in, uh, you know, in Chicago with Rodman and yeah. doing all, you know, it's, it's amazing to kind of just in different sports and, you know, Pete Carroll's read his stuff and, you know, the way he thinks and, you know, you're, you're always trying to find that next, you know, and you're just, just, if you could take one little thing from it that you like, mm. you know, as Bill Belichick, I like reading his books, mm. he's got a different way about it too. You know, it's a, not, and I don't, I don't know if people understand. Sometimes it's not about taking it. It's about understanding something yeah. that's different. Right. And just, well, okay, but that might not work for me. Right. But wow. It's, it's amazing. You know, like, yeah, and, yeah, and they're yeah. such small people or much, such smart people and they do everything they do. <laughs> you everything. know, that becomes the clip. Craig Connery yeah. accuses people of being small. What? <laughs> we want big We're guys. not clipping that Jack, <laughs> but it's one of those where you just, uh, you know, yeah. You, you read those stories behind the scenes and yeah. you know, you don't, you don't get to live it and they, and to see how other sports do it. I mean, would I love to go see a baseball, see it, see how the, the Dodgers do it. The Yankees do it. You know, for me, the giants uh, on that side. Cause that football. is something Berkey did a lot. Didn't yeah. He? I don't know how you get, I, I don't know any of the people. So you always wonder how do you get to meet them to, would you mind if I came I mean, obviously I know everything's confidential behind the scenes, but just to get a, get a feel, I mean, with the analytics, when I hear about analytics departments, yeah. I mean, Chris Snow does a great job. Yeah. He's got a handful of people that work tirelessly for him, yep. but then I hear about some teams and I'm like, what? I do think baseball though is a game where you go from a stop to a pitch. The I think there's a, it's a little bit different analytically. So have you established your position on analytics? Have you come out and established Craig Conroy, general manager of the Calgary Flames, believes this about analytics? No, because I think I, I think it's there's evolved. still data that's yeah. coming. The you know all the new stuff we're getting from the league, mm -hmm. uh, all that stuff, the is, player it, tracking, the player tracking, it's all mm -hmm. coming. So yeah. would I say I'm perfect? How to do it? What I do think I like is if the data out there says. Mm -hmm. This, this player X is really popping mm -hmm. in this league. Mm -hmm. Then we can get our scouts in there. I still think it's, it's, we use it all together where it's not one thing. Well, we just, if the data says this, we take it. If the scout says that we take it, you, you kind of put it all together and you pull. Like I always, we went, when I first started, they, they showed us like a face off starting the thing. They went, it went back to the, back to the D over and then it got a missed pass. It went in. They had like 85 points on that. I'm like, what? <laughs> like 85 points? What do I think is in what, what, what do I think is important? I think this D not making the right pass, I like that. Okay. 
the center winning the draw. Yep. Uh, you know, there's certain things I want to take out of it. If the guy went, stepped over the red line with the puck and made the pass, I don't know if that means as much to me. You know, that probably doesn't mean as much to me, but there are yeah. things, puck battles, yeah. winning puck battles is huge. You yeah. know, uh, making plays, maybe you don't even score, but people that make plays consistently, even though maybe, and that might be a person on the third line yeah. who gets creates a lot of chances for his team, but the, isn't with finishers and five on five play. And like, I think a big thing for me is five on five play. I, I find if you can play five on five and produce very important. Okay. It's very important. Um, Todd button. Yeah. You've worked with him now in like in so many different ways. Why is he still here in the sense of it's a business that, those some of those scouts get why is he so like what are we not what are we telling the public about Todd Button? I don't mean why is he still here from the standpoint of why is he still here? He's here for a reason. I know that. But yeah. what don't we know about Todd Button? First of all, his meetings are when you watch one of his meetings, I wish you could come in and see his whole meeting and invite me. To, I'll come down. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> but I mean, I think the way he's organized, yeah. the way he runs his staff yeah. behind the scenes, you know, because I get to see all the players he did want, you know, some years we didn't have draft picks until the fourth and mm -hmm. fourth round, mm -hmm. but the players that he wanted, the players that we would have picked, you know, I'm thinking those are the things that people don't get to see. They exactly. only, they only get to see, right. Uh, these are the players or the players that we just, we thought we were going to get, and then the, they got taken to pick before. That's very hard to take when you really. How like often does that happen? And it, and I'm assuming that happens probably more in the later rounds, right? Well, no, it happens. It's really it bothers me in the at the beginning. It does. It eh? does. That's okay. probably. I bet you three three times in the twelve years I've been on this side a guy that we really like. And one of those guys is a really, really good player. <laughs> and it's frustrating when you, when you watch, you know, and that happens, every team's going to have the same oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, that's one where you're like, Oh, that, that hurt. And then you're like, Oh, maybe he won't be that. Oh no, he's that good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it, it does happen, but the way he does his meetings, his preparation, um, he's a good evaluator, a very good evaluator, very good. And, and he knows the strength, the weaknesses, uh, behind the scenes, his information, his knowledge, the people that he knows in this league, it's, it's, it's invaluable. I just wish I could ask that question better because really I'm a fan. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that again, we're grading the draft or, you know, why this guy's been, I mean, it's something in this organization to have the longevity that he's had to work for five general managers. Yeah. Right. And, and ultimately you're the guy that makes the call, yeah. right? And, and, and I'll be honest, like when, you know, when I took over, I could, the, the scouts weren't, weren't, uh, under contract. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing I did was get Todd's. I, I told Murray, John, John Bean and uh, yep. Don, I have to have Todd back. Okay. We just have that relationship because what people don't understand is, Hey, are we right on everybody? No. But when we go through the process, where did we mess up? Where did we? Why is that? Where do, why did we have this guy so low? Was it the skating? Are we more, Yeah. all these things we can go back and look, but if I was to bring in someone new, that's a three, four year process to see, oh, okay. Oh, that guy was good. That guy wasn't good. It's, I think that's why a lot of times you don't see a lot of change in those positions because 
we have a real comfort level. I know I, my weakness is a scout mm -hmm. and, and I think he has a little bias in certain ways, but, uh, but, but it's complimentary now, right? Yes. With that said, every, but he's still open to, to going, yeah. you know, he, I remember when we were talking about Fox the first time yeah. and Jim Cummins, the very first meeting says, we have to draft him. And Todd was like, uh, you know, I, I could tell he was, he liked the player. He wasn't saying we pound on the table in mm -hmm. October, we have to draft him. But then as we went along, he's like, you know what? Yeah, this is a guy we need. You know, he's not the biggest defenseman, but boy, what he does with the puck, you know, skating is good, not great. You know, th there were some things, but he said, you're right. Okay. And, you know, we could have easily went in a different direction, but he listened to Jim Cummins and that's what he does. He takes, if his staff is passionate and they're pounding the table for a player, yeah. you know, and Foxy's been pretty good. I was going to say, yeah, that's a win, right? Yes. Like you, you consider that a win. Yes. What happens afterwards. And we, I yeah. never forget this. You and I were in St. Paul for the draft and, um, that's where Johnny got picked. Mm -hmm. And there was another player of similar stature size that was way up in the first round. And I said, are you thinking about it? And you told me won't come to Canada. Yeah. That you met with him. Did not want to come to didn't Canada. Didn't want, want one come to Canada. So you didn't, you no. know, right. Yeah. Fox still counts as a win. Yeah. What he, happened afterwards happened afterwards. Yeah. He did not mentioned not coming to Canada. <laughs> yeah, no. He would be yeah. happy to be a Calgary Flame. Like there was no at the time there was no problems with that. Okay. So that you know, unfortunately for us, <laughs> unfortunately he had such a good first year. It was a it was a mate they were comparing comparing him to uh, Brian Leach and Bobby Orr. And I thought that's high is, praise. This is exciting stuff. You know, yeah. for a third round pick, I'm like this is a Jimmy Cummins great job. Yep. Todd Button staff great job. Yep. And um you know, unfortunately, that's the business of hockey. Yeah, which yeah. now you have to deal with. Yeah, what is a Craig Conroy draft meeting like? What do you want in there? Jim Cummins comes in. We got to get this guy. Uh, somebody might be quiet. Somebody. How do you organize your meetings? No, we we, we I want you. If you're passionate about a player, yeah, you don't. Have, Jimmy's a bigger, louder. Yeah, player, I, I, it's a good example. Though. If I yeah. want you, especially when we get in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, because everybody will have a good feel on the top three rounds. Mm -hmm. As we move down, mm -hmm. that's where your area scouts. They we we want them. We, you know, we always say. Who do you want to put that Calgary Flame jersey on? We don't just don't. Oh, I like this guy. I, I he's fine. I'd take mm -hmm. him. No, no, no. Who are you going to pound the table for in your area? You know that you feel like you want him to be a Calgary Flame. How far can I go? What's that? I want to draft uh, Jack Haverstock. Yeah, Jack's just like amazing. Mm, no, we really like Hanzik. Mm -hmm. You're wrong. No, you know, stop. Like, how far am I allowed to go with you? No, what's your, what's your, they, they, go, they, they, they go a ways. I mean, it's okay. not, it's not easy, you know, but I want that. You'd rather have that passion and want. And, but then we'll go back and we'll look at where, what do the analytics say? What did the testing at the combine say? What, what did the people around him say? What kind of character is he off the ice? So now you're putting all those little pieces together and interview. And, 
interview process at the combine, like all that stuff comes into play. What's the weirdest question you guys ask at the interview? We don't, we don't, we don't do that. Okay. So it's none of this. If you could kill Adolf Hitler as a baby, would you? I mean, you're not asking those types no, of questions. No, 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 no. Okay. You know, no, like, I thought for a second you're thinking my about thing it. is, no, my, my question is, and I stole it from Jason Robertson was the player that's in Dallas. Yeah. He brought it to us the one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. He goes, I want to give you guys a fun fact about myself. Oh yeah. Good. He says this to you. He said, and he kind of went through a spiel of what it was awesome. I, I loved it. I was like, this is, this is great. Is that now a question? Give us a yeah, fun so fact. At the end, at the end, I just say, give me a fun fact. And you, Some guys speak five languages. Some guys are. Uh, and do you uh, bring up the unicycle? Yeah, but I, I can't do it. And I got, I can't bring up the unicycle anymore because I can't. I you can't need remember. practice. I do need practice. You need practice. You can still ride a unicycle. Don't be so hard on yourself. I used to be able to fly around when you're a kid, though. I know. <laughs> it was so disappointing when you couldn't pull it off. But that's another story. Yeah. So you're not you're not getting into that silliness no. or any of that stuff. And you know, you I and how much how much do you feel you get out of that now? Are these kids coached or overcoached or they're good? You know, uh Matt Brown actually runs it for us. Okay. He he asks the questions. So we have kind of a concise way we want to do it. Mm-hmm. And we're just it's really to kind of get them to meet us. We get to meet them. See what, how they are, you know, if, if they're European, how is the English sure. go through and, and that's really what it is. You only get 15 minutes. How do you organize it? Are they across from all of you or yeah, are you they, guys in a circle? They sit at the end of the table okay. and then we kind of sit around them. Uh, it's just, it's, it's in the, one of the suites. So it's a small area. So yeah, we just kind of sit around. Were you in on Jankowski's? Yes. Now, for some reason, I have this feeling that was it Jankowski in front of? Yes. So yeah. Jay brought him into the scouting meetings okay. at the draft. And that that's a huge, that was a huge room. Right. And it was like a big circular table. Say there's 40, 40 people around this yeah. thing. And he was in the hot seat right in the middle. It was, it was, I felt like I could see the sweat start. I was <laughs> nervous. But uh, yeah, so that that's how okay. that worked. Because Jay, uh, 
you know, Jay wanted to meet him again um, at the draft. And you had been over a decade's worth of drafts. So you had sat at that big table. What was different about sitting at the head of that table in Nashville this year? What, what did you have to do differently? You know, the one thing is you're prepared uh, as you're moving forward, like where, when we want to move down, if we, we had calls, move down, move up. I try to move up once and move down. Like those are the things that you're really doing at the table. You know, is there any trade talks at the table? Those are the things that are happening real time where I sitting over to the side, I would have to hear it from Brad after he, he, he gotcha. talked to the, okay. to the other GM. So just the communication with the other GMs and just kind of figuring out, um, is there opportunities? Some people want to move some, you know, is it drag or does it just fly by? It flies by when you're in that seat, it flies by. Yeah. And I, you know what? I shouldn't say that it, it kind of flies by even when you're, because you have players you like mm-hmm. and you get nervous. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of inside. Everyone looks calm. But I'm like, oh, please, please, please. Do you have a poker face? Are you poker face there? Yeah, you just, yeah. You just look, you know, because you don't want, because the cameras, you can see all the cameras on you. Yeah. So you don't want to do anything. And, yeah, you know, after the first day, though, of my someone must have messed with me because they had my phone off. So Billy Garen came over, said, you got to turn your phone up. I'm trying to call you. So <laughs> I was like, really, Billy? I thought he was, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. It was down. So, yeah, we talked for a like the table phone, not yeah, the cell, table phone, not the your cell phone. phone, the table phone, the table. So phone. somebody came over and pranked you. I don't know if they did or it was just was down, a tree or I didn't know to turn it up. The f- I didn't know. I, I just assumed it was going to be turned up. But yeah, I learned a lesson there. So that was one thing I'm like, that's embarrassing. I, and Billy, <laughs> Billy and I were roommates at the. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we're friends. But he's like, hey, yeah, rookie, stand <laughs> up here. So everyone probably thought we were talking about something. He goes, I tried to call you. Your phone's not turned on. I'm like, oh. Really? Okay. And Don, Don did it for me. I, uh, I mentioned this to you before, but one of my favorite lines from tree was I asked him one day, I think it was after an injury or something. He goes, Oh yeah. He says, there's a sale on anchors. Um, what's it been like being the new GM? What's it been like? I mean, is there anybody fleecing you? Anybody calling you and offering you, you know, a bag of magic beans? What's the response been like from your new peer group? It's been good. I mean, I think obviously they're feeling me out, okay. which I expect that, Okay. you know, but uh, they've been very helpful also too. Okay. You know, I mean, that's the one thing I think as much as you're. It's a network of thieves is what you're saying, right? A, a, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you have a question about yeah. uh, how something works, insurance, sure. you can, you can, you can ask, you know, uh, if they're salary things for people, like yep. they help each other. Yep. They do. They, they do help each other a little bit. Like, uh, but overall they've been very good. And, and you know, it's, I think it's funny because it, I think you're thinking of all the trades behind the scenes and what's going on. I mean, you have lots of conversations. Uh, I think the salary cap makes it tough. tough oh, sure. It tough does. to make yeah, moves. Yeah, yeah. To, ha- to be flat for this long, only yeah. going up a million dollars. You know, it's, uh, it's very hard to, to do things maybe that you'd like, there's some things you'd, Oh, that would be great. Maybe. No, we can't do that. Like financially either they can't do it or I can't do it. So, you know, those are the things behind the scenes. I think people get frustrated when they, you know, they're going through the process. Why isn't, you know, they probably want me to do things right away or mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's not as easy. And even the first day at the draft, just to get, you know, when we did the Toffoli trade, yeah, it was amazing to get a draft pick in this draft was, you know, that was a win. It was a win. Yeah. A win. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, talked to other, talked to a lot of teams and, um, 
Yeah, there was not. They Was that nerve wracking, that deal? Because here's my assumption is that somewhere along the line, Brad let you put a deal together and he just rubber stamps it or whatever. Yeah. You, you had done, you'd been involved in trade talks before. Oh yeah. You're, you're involved, but you're not the one making the deal. So it's and, different. Oh yeah. It's different. Butterflies a little bit. And, and obviously like to fully being leading scorer on your team. Yeah. You're trying to max out max what you can get. You know, you, you're trying to find out the best deal you can get. And the most, I mean, would you want higher picks? Would you, <laughs> you know, you're always, you're always trying to, yeah. gauge every team and then yeah. you kind of find okay this yeah. is this is the market yeah. if you want to do the deal and you don't have to do the deal i, I was curious about the, the communication not the communication but the the narrative on that that you know that the player came out and said hey you know we said we wanted to stay but uh they didn't want us um is that accurate or is it i mean this is the business of hockey right you identified when you got hired you identified these seven players we have to figure out what we're doing. And then you said, we have priorities. And is this a case? No, I don't, I don't want to make it about yeah. Tyler. But sometimes it's hard, right? When you have to tell somebody, you're, you're, you're third or you're fourth. Here's first and second. The great Wally Buono from the Stampeders. Football's not a democracy, right? Like, you have to do what's best for the hockey club. Yeah, you're trying to build a team. Is that hard sometimes to Oh, for sure. To because tell you, to tell players? Because you like these guys. Yes. They they're they're good people. Yes. Their families that's are right. good people. You you it's not that you, yeah. That's the hardest part is even when you call when you made the trade, that wasn't fun to say I tough Connie here like yeah. You know, we just traded you to New Jersey. That's that's hard. Yeah. You know, and I mean he was pretty quiet and he said, hey, "Thanks for everything." He know, wanted to be here. Yeah, he did want to be here. You know, but again, the players want to be here, don't they? I think they want to be here. Okay. Yes. So there's, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's the thing. He, he, it's not that he didn't want to be here, but I have to build the team for the next five. In the end, we're trying to build the team to win the Stanley cup. But you were that guy once, right? Oh, for sure. I had to leave. I had to leave. Right. You know, we went to and the then somebody, finals and somebody went on the radio and, yeah. and, and ran you hard. Yeah. I mean, th those are the Good things thing you forgot it, but, you, but for my job is to do the best thing for the team and, <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, for sure people want to sign. And then, you know, there's the length of sign, how much money. And, and these are all the things behind the scenes that, you know, people are like, well, why would you get rid of this person or that person? Well, you're doing, there's things that are going to fit moving forward and fit things that aren't going to fit moving forward. The the return was targeted though. That that was my I felt like, and am I wrong on this, that this had Chris Snow and the analytics department on it, fingerprints on it a bit. Because the the year before, the two players had very similar, yeah, right? And then the next year, both had kind of outlier seasons. Mm -hmm. Is, is, was that, did analytics play a, a role in the return? Oh, it does. You know, it does, it does play, uh, but our scout, Steve Plo, that's yeah. out there, you know, myself watching him kill penalties, watching him, the things that he was doing, you know, when he, 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 he wasn't on Jack Hughes line, he got moved down in the yeah. lineup. And for some reason he was out of the lineup for the playoffs, but coach, that, that happens with coaches. I've been in the same situation in sure. St. Louis, just because I was a third line checker. I got to come here and I got more ice time and I got to play in the power play and things like, so all these things we're looking at all that. He's 25 years old. He skates. He can play all three forward positions. The one thing that I like is how good a penalty killer he is. I'm hoping he he's as, you know, like when you watch him kill penalties, the way he reads plays, he's dangerous. Position. Right? Yes. And he's got a very good shot. 
Very good shot. He okay. didn't get any power play time in New Jersey. And, you know, that's just the way it worked in New Jersey. You know, with Ryan here, I don't know what he's going to – he might get some, though. You know, so that's the thing that's exciting is, you know, even when I talked to him, he, he heard what I said about getting more of an opportunity. He likes that idea. <laughs> you know, he didn't feel like he was getting as much of an opportunity as he would have liked in New Jersey. And, and that happens. Players feel like that all the time. How active could you have been? I could, if you, if you could make any, it didn't matter. Yeah. Because it, it, it you know, I, again, we do this. I'm now this, this yeah. is the Royal, we, the media. Oh, this off season. Oh my God. This draft. Oh my God. It's coming. It's coming. The two tsunami of trades are coming. And then it was very quiet. It was quiet around the league, but I do think there's opportunities to do trades but they don't make sense for your team. Right, right. So, I mean, to do a trade, I guess to do a trade to do a trade because people are thinking, Oh, this will be exciting a lot. But then if you do a trade that they don't, they're not going to like those trades. Cause I didn't like in my mind, I'm like, those don't fit at all for me. That that's not how we're going to get better here. Yeah. Uh, if I, if they would have done it for other things, if there was different things to mm-hmm. be done, you know, that's, that's part of it too. So you're always trying to do what's the best thing for, you're not just the one thing I'll say, our ownership group's amazing as far as there's no pressure. Like I think some people think there's this pressure. They want you to do what's right for the team at whatever pace you have, you know, there's, they're not saying doing anything and and Don Maloney's the same way. There's no pressure to have to do anything. You want to do what's right for the team at the right moment. Can you say rebuild? I mean, I guess you can say anything, but you know, I don't know why this always comes up. Yeah. Oh, oh, a rebuild, rebuild. Is the rebuild the answer, Craig? I'll have flat out ask you because there's a whole bunch of people. I can see the number. Yeah. This is our biggest show in the history of our show, and there's people out there going, "You're an hour and ten minutes in. You have not asked yeah. them about a rebuild. Uh, all, you know, can I you mean, rebuild with, with the players we have right now? No, it's not a rebuild. It wouldn't be a rebuild. Can you win with the players you have right now? We feel we're a better team than we we're, we're a better team than we were last year. Like than we showed last year. Do I think we should have made the playoffs? Yes, it didn't work. Do I think we have some work to do? Yeah. Does it matter that you were one point better than Florida, who made it to the Stanley Cup final? No, because we didn't make the playoffs. Okay. I mean, obviously, it's always if you can get in. I mean, Florida just proved that if you can get in, you don't know what's going to happen. But we didn't make the playoffs, so that's not just not good enough. Uh, yeah. If, if it could go in that, you know, I'm not saying it's going to go in that direction, but you know, I guess when we're looking from behind the scenes, how do we regroup and make this thing, turn this thing into a way where we're consistently in the playoffs and winning, you know, and one of my things is, you know, you didn't see us go get a lot of free agents. We're going to give these young guys a chance. They're good players. We had the best American league team, you know, last year we're going to give some of these guys a chance and you know, you, you want to see them come in because I think when you can get, there's certain players that are NHL players and they're great at their roles. Mm -hmm. I think these young players have a chance to do more. They be players, Mm -hmm. but they might have a chance to pop and be really good players and give you more than you would get from just a player that, you know, this is, he's a third or fourth line players and this is what he's going to give you, but he's going to be very, very good at it. These guys have more upside, I think. I think you're going to be mad at me when I say this. So I'm preparing for this. Okay. Was the Matthew Phillips case an example of you 
doing what you felt you had to do for the hockey club and not listening to your heart? Well, you know, I, <laughs> I do, I do, I do, but I do think it's good for what Matt, like Matthew Phillips, it, it's good for him to go see another organization to go, you but know, you weren't prepared to give him a one-way deal. No, we gave him a two year. We offered him a two year contract. Um, you know, like anything, you would have liked to have seen him get more of a chance here last year. Yes. Oh, for sure. I would have, I mean, it would, it would have made things a lot easier if he, if he played more games and had opportunity and he got to play, but he just didn't. So, you know, from our, our side, we love Matthew. We'll be watching again this year. I mean, he signed a one no reason deal. he can't acquire him somewhere at some other point. Yeah. But, but I know. And what I mean is Craig, I looked at that and I go, because I knew, I know how much you like the player yeah. and I know how much you wanted to see him get a chance. And it would have been really easy for you to go, my team, I'm going to give them a one-way deal. But it seems to me you did the prudent thing in your mind, which is we don't have a, an, an assessment of him as an NHL player. It's a risk. We don't, can't lock in. Am I close? It's Am hard. I close yeah, on this? It's hard. It's hard. You know yeah. what? When you, when you feel, when you drafted him, like people say, well, why would you draft him, do all this? And then now he's gone. I drafted him because I, I still believe in him to this day. Yes. You know, but yes. did I get to see it? Did we have him? And you know what? Also, just talking to him at the end of the year meetings, you know, he was very honest. He was very, you know, disappointed. Yes. Very, very much. I, and I don't blame him. I, I wish him nothing but the best. And it's a small little, this, this hockey world is small. Yep. I left, I came back. Uh, is the door ever shut at anybody? No, no, it's not. But, but I'm right in making the case for yes. you that you had to do what was right for the hockey club. I wanted him back. That's why we offered him a but, two year deal. Right, but you could have given him a one-year deal in one way. Yeah, that wasn't the right thing to do. But would he? But he still has the option of going somewhere else. No, I understand that. Yeah, I, I get that. Okay, so I'm. Yeah. Are you suggesting that maybe I'm giving you too much credit? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I, I I know exactly where you're you went with it, and you know what? Because I did. You know, and Bob Hartley says, Craig, you fall in love with players. I'm trying not to fall in love with players, but. I wish we would have seen what he could I have do, done. And that's my point too, is yeah. I, I, I don't, I do not, I'm not critical of the move. You know, this, you've listened to the podcast. I love the kid. I wanted him. Yeah. That was my only criticism of one of my only criticisms of Daryl was that Daryl just did not seem to want to develop at the NHL level mm -hmm. in 20 in 2003, four, when that team went to the Stanley cup final in that era of hockey, you did not development or you didn't develop players at the NHL level. You got them from the American Hockey League, and they ascended. Mm -hmm. I think the league has changed. Am I wrong? That now as a coach, you part of your resume is going to be developing players on the fly. Especially with the salary cap world. Right? With the salary cap yeah. world. Which you, didn't exist then. It did not exist. I try yeah. to explain to people that all the time. This, yeah. this is a different beast now. Absolutely. Young players, they come in, entry-level contracts. They're making a set amount of money. You need those players. You, If you're going to have success, you need to bring those players in and do it. I mean, I think that's where, you know, where Maddie we, we would probably say the same thing. He was frustrated mm -hmm. with us at the end, and, and mm -hmm. rightfully so. I yep. don't – I would be frustrated too, He as well as he played. But I think if you look at our team makeup, not to go back to Al McNeil, if – You can go back to Al anytime. If, you know, <clears throat> Andrew Mangipani is not huge. Dylan Dubé is not huge. Uh, 
Jacob Pelche is not huge. Matt Coronado is not huge. So, I mean, I think if you say, but they're quick, they're quick, they're good. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if you yeah. didn't have, yeah. s- say you had different players and your makeup's different. Well, that's what makes Walker Dewar so. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, the big size skating, which you found help find help find. might have might have pushed Billy in the right direction. I got to see him a lot when I was watching, uh, you know, when I was watching Connor Mackey, every game I went to Walker Dewar scored, he might only score six to seven goals in a year. Everyone I was at, he scored. So, I mean, I, I told our college scout at the time, Billy uh, Powers, I said, you got to watch this guy. Even tree. And I went down to a tournament in Arizona to watch him and he scored and it was weird with Walker. He would score and then not play the rest of the game. It's, <laughs> it was a bizarre. And even Brad was like, I go watch. He scored. He might not play. He's like, yeah, right. He's like, yeah, he's not playing. This is weird. Like I, yeah. I, it was a weird, I, I don't know why that was, but is that something now you're impressing upon your scouts as you bring them in? Or is that something all scouts do? I don't, I don't know. I mean, if I'm going in to watch Connor Mack, yeah. am I, is it the expectation that I will also be paying attention to everybody else? Well, not, I mean, you can't, or to is, go in a scout, you're probably looking at, you know, four or five guys. If you're looking at drafted players from other teams, yeah. If you're looking at the free college free agents, there might be two or three. But if someone catches your eye, yeah, you notice someone. Yeah. Walker was big; he could skate. Yeah, he didn't get to play in the power play or penalty kill. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, but he could. He, he just looked like a an NHL player. Do you guys get enough credit? Uh, Garnet Hathaway, Lomberg, Dewar. These are all guys that weren't drafted yeah. that you found. Yeah. Or is that normal? Well. I mean, I think that's what you're looking for when you don't, when you don't make a draft pick, say, say yeah. we don't have a pick until the fourth round. Yeah. We're looking for, how do we supplement not having those picks? How do we get an extra player? Cause you only get seven picks a year and, and one year you might only have three, you might have two, yeah. you might have four. So you're looking to supplement those players. I mean, I think Lomberg was an interesting one because we were in watching Kyle Connor. And again, uh, Jimmy Cummins was there yeah. and I'm like, who's the guy on the other wing? Kyle Connor, the, Kyle Connor Winnipeg. Yeah. Okay. So that's where I was in the watch, uh, in the USHL and that, that was kind of, and this goes all the way back to the USHL. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Ryan Lomberg was there and I thought, Oh, I'm gonna, Jimmy goes, I really like him. He's, he plays great with Kyle. He kind of keeps the flies off Kyle. I'm like for a small guy, he plays with some jam Yeah, yeah. and he played great that game. Yeah. Yeah. They played in Chicago and I, you know, so you're kind of watching. And I remember thinking like Jimmy and I went after and got dinner and we just were talking. I said, we should invite him to development camp. Don't you think? Yeah, let's do that. So we invited him to development camp. And I remember we were sitting over having lunch again, eat a lot. <laughs> and I got a call from the agent and he was switching colleges, but they weren't going to be able to, uh, they weren't, he wasn't gonna be able to play until after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they, he said, what do you think about him here? I said, we'll sign him. We like him. I like him. I think he's great. Like he's been really, really good. So I go, Jimmy, you have any problem signing Lomberg to it? I think it was just an American league deal. Nope. No problem. And Did he you, earned it. You had that authority. No, could- that's what my job. Yeah. So I would have to go and take it to Brad and explain why and what he could do. But you were confident that that you were confident. That's what you were doing. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Oh yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Garnet Hathaway. I remember coming to Berkey. I went and watched Garnet. And he, he got kicked out of the games. I had to stay and watch more games because he just would, you know, he, he would kind of run a guy yep. and, uh, and get kicked out of the game in college. 
and it was one of those where um you good you all right yeah okay uh so yeah these, we, these people would get very angry if, if i was keeping you from sorry, doing work sorry. yeah he uh you know so it was one where i thought okay hey for, and again he was a player we put on an american league deal yeah um truculence he, ah, I brought it. Did Berkey, you? Yeah. You know, Berkey you were writing that. for an audience, were you? Because he looked for he, you know, he looked at the stats. He goes, sure. "Really, his stats aren't really very good." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Yeah, but he he works hard talking to the coaches. Yeah. Everything was checked the boxes." And we yeah. said, "Garnet, you know, we give you an American League deal, and if you earned it, we could give you an, an NHL deal." And you know, if if do just thing. sign like. The dude's a legitimate NHLer that people yeah. want, right? It's Need. Great. He Trade deadline acquisition. He had he had 19 goals, I think, that first year in the American League, and I thought to myself, "Wow, he's really done a great job." Like, yeah. And we moved him over to an NHL deal the next year, and you know, but because he earned it, yeah. you know, he did it. He wasn't the, you know, and I think when we go into the colleges and you're looking for players, and, mm -hmm. and they're a little bit older, yeah. So you know, uh, maybe they're not the high. Are they all role guys. players? What are they all role players? Like you're not going to go in and get a, a high end offensive player at that like they're more you're probably yeah bottom six i would say right but characters but character yeah you know defensemen yeah. i see it seems like there's a few more defensemen out there probably because defense are develop a little bit yeah, yeah they develop later they're older yeah. so those are the those are the things where you're looking maybe a goalie yeah um but yeah you're you're just looking to try to do the best job you can and, yeah. and, and find, you know, and sometimes we don't have NHL contracts and, you know, these guys are, you know, they want to get their foot in the door. They'll take an American league deal. And then, you know, all right, this is getting away from me. We got to okay. get to some topics that, that I know that people want to, I, yeah. I'm, this is the stuff I love. Okay. One last one, agents, how have the agents hand been with you now in your role? You know, they've been good. Cause I, you've always had it. Yeah. I've always, yeah. Talk to the agency. Agents are good. It's amazing the amount of calls, you know, that you get on a daily basis, uh, especially now there's a lot of players that haven't uh, signed places. Uh, but again, like they see the spots maybe at the NHL level and I'm, you know, kind of my thing is I'm going to give my young guys a chance right now. This is, you know, that's what so I you're not sitting here waiting for prices to fall. No. In terms of free agency. No. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously you're talking to people and uh, that's the business you're, you're doing that, but you know, you do want, you don't want to fill up. I think in years past, we filled up all the spaces as quick as possible. And yeah. there hasn't been a room, you know, not saying, Hey, if, if the, if the young guys don't come in and don't prove themselves and make the team, then you might have to find someone, whether that's with a trade with, you know, there's different ways. There's people on waivers all the time. Right. Those are the areas okay. that you can will you bring back. some money? Will you bring some tryout? Or PTO? We've talked about it. Yeah. But again, I want to give these guys a yeah, chance. Yeah, it's the yin and the yang, isn't it? And every time we brought in those players, they're very good players. Like and they they're NHL players. They come in yeah. ahead of the game. And yeah. sometimes that makes it easier for them. Gotcha. And not easier for them, but they yeah. stand out a little bit yeah, more yeah, and they I get jobs. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um, I use the word fait accompli with uh, uh, Jay Feaster and <clears throat> and uh, Bob Hartley. Jerome McGinley was was it always did was it a package? Because the it, media wanted to make it a package. It wasn't a package, but we've always talked about it. And I know, and I can vouch for that. You've you've had that conversation with Jerome for a long time. Yeah, Jerome's always Jerome's. Yeah. 
you know, with his, with his sons and his daughter, mm-hmm. very, very, very involved, mm-hmm. you know, so, and he's coaching Joe this year. So for me, it was about, do you want to do this? But it's amazing. I mean, I get a 20 texts a day now from him. He's got ideas. He's that into it. Oh, very. You know what? I knew once he did it, because I kind of gave him, hey, you know, yeah. we can work it in slowly. And then, yeah. you know, you're coaching Joe. He he watches video. I mean, with Sharon Govich, he was, he didn't know him. So he's off watching video, seeing, okay, I see what, okay, this is good. This is, and he he's bringing back scouting reports. Yeah. You know strengths, weaknesses, what he thinks he needs to work on, what he, it's amazing. But what, I think as him being a coach, he also sees it a little bit differently sure. too. What, what's your long-term plan with him? Or does he determine that? Oh, I, th- I think this year is kind of a feel out. I think he's going to be, Jerome can't do anything half. So No, and, and I know that. Know. And I know that, but he also got the sense that he left and, and went away. Yeah. Right. And now he's back. And that's the one is funny. I'm not surprised you're saying he texts you 20 times. I oh, saw yeah. the video from, from camp. He had, he was, his nose right into it. Oh yeah. I mean, he's like, I want to go talk to these players after he'd give me a list. He, he would notice things, okay. little shooting things around the slot. Like, uh, yeah. you know, he said, instead of shooting it so hard, you want to, you want to be quick. You want to be accurate. You want to, you know, let the goalie, if you shoot it too hard and you're close, the goalie's not out of the way, you know, he sees that stuff really quick. Yeah. So, to, and to be able to talk to an 18, 19 year old player, they were, they were impressed. I mean, I can oh, tell they, they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, for him to say, Hey, do you guys mind if I get your cell phone numbers and I could call you during the year and come see you play? <laughs> I mean, they were like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that was, you know, even, even when we're at the draft, when we're talking to players, we brought in some players to, uh, people are excited. I think this is a huge win for the organization and, you know, whether Lanny or Jerome greatest player of all time uh, to be a part of this and to be so he, he's excited about it too. I mean, he's not just putting his name there. I'm, he He's involved. He's got ideas. He's got, he's got impact. I, I love it. It's going to be great. And I know how close you guys are and you and I've had many conversations. I really would like to be there behind the scenes one day. Cause he will not, he will not lay off. Right? No. But he will bring it. Yeah. He, if he, he doesn't, if he has an opinion, he will bring it to you. Oh, yeah. And that's what you want. You don't want people just to say, you don't want yes. Agree man. with, no, yeah, no, it yeah. doesn't work no, that way no, no. because, <laughs> and he, I know when he's on board, I know when he's not on board right away, you know. But oh, it's is good. it that quick? Oh, yeah. He, you know what? He's, he'll say, well, why do you say that? What do you think about this? He'll ask questions. How many draft picks are, you know, he's always like, is there a number of draft picks in a certain year that's too many? in one draft, like say you had 15 picks, would that be, I'm like, that would be tough because, you know, he's like, why would it be tough? Why couldn't you? I said, well, because if you do junior players, you got to sign them in two years and you'll lose a lot of players if you have all 15 junior players. But if you have some college and you had some Europeans and he's like, okay, so you could, so you guys were as players, as teammates, you guys were, you, you guys talk politics. Oh yeah. You talked everything, right? Yeah. And we're competitive against each other. Yeah. You know, but it's nice to, you know, we went to the awards and, you know, you forget though, it is Jerome. When we're going to the awards, we're walking, oh boy, it takes forever to get somewhere with them. Oh, you be, you're talking about this? The, the awards this year. We um, went over to the awards and it's like, holy cow. I mean, it's I like have Jerome McGinley's back. I have it on good authority that uh, you talked about Brian Burke and the influence in this, in this club, in the community. 
I have it on good authority that the 2023 Willie O'Ree Award winner was on his way to the stage. And Jerome was the first guy to stand up and shake his hand and the rest of the Flames organization and was the first team to recognize that, that that's how you guys carry yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's Jerome didn't hesitate there. I mean, he, Willie and him have a special bond. Yeah. Always have when we were players, yeah. whenever Willie was around. Yeah. So, I mean, that 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 means a lot to Jerome, but that's that's the way the organization wants to be portrayed, you know. It's, uh, are you going to, is, is the organization going to be looked at differently in a year or two under your administration? I hope so. I mean, I think is there, there needs to be some changes, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I said, the environment, how we deal with people, how we do things, uh, you know, hopefully in two or three years from now, they say, Oh, Craig's putting a stamp on here and it's going in the right direction. I'm not saying it's going to be overnight, but you know, the one thing I I get frustrated with is when I hear Calgary is not a good city. Calgary people want to. Uh, I that that bothers me. It bothers you. No, sorry. Is it? It's it, it bothers you because it's out there. Yeah. And and are people that, using it as a crutch? That people throw it out there and they you know. Well, they all pointed that one day where Frank Saravelli yeah. said, "This guy wants out. This guy wants out. This guy wants out." Uh oh, nobody wants to play in Calgary yeah. anymore. And that's frustrating because I don't think that's that's true at all. You know, Calgary is a great city. You know, hey, is is it an old rink? Yes, it is an older rink. There's nothing I can do about the rink yet, but it looks like we're going to get a new rink. Yes. So that's you know we can throw that out of the equation. You know, when you go around, how how much will that help? I think it will help. I mean, it, you know, the young guys nowadays, they love every time there's a new phone, they get a new phone. Every They want something new gotcha. all the time. Okay. They like new things. Okay. You know, so I do think that would be a big... Will you have much plus. influence in, in what's done for the front, for the hockey-facing stuff? Yeah, lo locker rooms and stuff like yeah. that. We've, you know, you, you get to be in that input, which Good. is great. I mean, yeah. that's one thing. Uh, John Bean's all inclusive with that stuff. He lets you have input and it's good because I think that to have the trainers involved, to have mm -hmm. the different departments, because they know what, what works, what doesn't work, the training staff, uh, medical rooms, all that. There's a lot to it. But, but Craig, I can go and play in da Texas or Nevada and I don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> the tax thing always gets me because, okay, the taxes are, but every, every NHL hockey player makes us money. Correct. And it, I must be the only person that knows there's a difference in exchange rates right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what it is exactly today, but when they take their check and move it over, you know, if they paid whatever in taxes, well, they're getting a little money back, Yep. you know, when, yep. when they, with the exchange. So, you know, I, I don't understand that. I mean, when I think when I be an American to come, I love it in Calgary. I mean, that's why I'm still here. Yeah. I just, I don't get the narrative of, yeah, it can be cold. Well, there's lots of places that are cold. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I mean, not everybody's going to be able to play in certain States. Uh, so for me, it's about, we have a great fan base. Mm -hmm. We have, I, I like the saddle dome. We're going to have a new building, mm -hmm. you know, but we got to, it's winning. We, you know, and that's think, kind of the rub here, isn't yeah, it? It's the winning. So, yeah. and that's what we're trying to build here. Okay. But we have to do this together. Okay. I mean, that's the, for me, that's the thing that works. Am I keeping you? Oh, no, something? you're not. No, okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, no, no, you're a busy guy. Um, Michael Backlund this week, uh, Swedish paper. Uh, oh, I'm never coming back to Calgary. 
no, that's not what was said. Um, and then it became, hey, I'm, if things go well, I'll resign. Where are we at with with Backlund? Where are we at? I mean, you got no up unless you do have a prepared statement. You got really no updates on anything right now, right? No, nothing right now. I mean, that's you know, we're we're all working through it. You know, we're doing everything behind the scenes. It's not we don't we're not making anything public. I mean, I feel bad for Bax. Uh, he keeps having to bring this issue up over and over again. You know, he keeps bringing it up or he keeps getting asked. He keeps about getting it. asked and yeah. it comes up. I, okay. I, he's not bringing it up. It, it You're happy up. to have him back. Yes. And he, and he's happy to come back. Could he, could he be the captain of this team? Would he be that type of person you'd want as the leader of this team? You are going to have a captain, right? Yes. We're going to have a captain, okay. Okay. you know, and backs would have been, you know, I'm not going to back you into yeah, that. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know how to answer that right now. I mean, I want to wait and see. But how you want, but do want a captain. And, and you have them in house. You you yes. don't need to acquire. A no, cap. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's go with that so. one. How about yeah. that? You're comfortable with that? I'm comfortable with that. Okay. Thank you. No, Thank you for helping. You're me. very welcome. Um, Dustin Wolf. What do we do? <laughs> what do we do? He got another award today. He gets a lot of awards. He gets a lot of awards. I don't remember in my time in Calgary, and I I defer to you on this. I do not remember an American Hockey League player with as much fanfare accolades, deservedly so, than Dustin Wolf. Like, it's incredible. From the time we drafted him, when he came on the table and he was pretty much said, this is going to be a great pick, he's performed right from the start. You have no reason to doubt he can't do it at the NHL? I Again, he'd have to prove he couldn't. But right, we need yeah, which is which is, and yeah. that's important. The wording yeah. there is important, right? Because there's a lot of guys you bring up that have to prove they can. Yeah, this is the opposite. This of that. is the opposite, bro. Okay, you know, because we said, well, okay, we're you know, as you watch, as we watch, and it's it's great for us because we're here, and I don't know how many Wrangler games I get to see, probably over 20, 20 this year. How much does it help but, having it in the backyard? Oh, it's great. You know what? It, it's just it's a to be able to have both of them here at the same time. Yeah, it's it's it feels like a home run, and I, I think the players really enjoy it too, you know. Because, you know, when I was playing, I got called up in the American League, and you you go from Fredericton, Montreal, back and back. You know, if you were in the same city, the way they are with, it's just to be able to stay in your same bed, to be able to not have if you have a family, if you have everything, it's uh, it's really a home run. And for us, actually, to see them every day, and if if there's any issues, we're right there. Yeah, you know, we get to see the American League coaches more. We get to be around it more. It's uh. Yeah, it's it's a home run. You have a lot of goalies. I have a lot of goalies, but it, today it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Sure. You know, the one thing you always want goalies to play, though. You know, so and that's the one thing you you don't want Dustin just to play fifteen games in a year. What's Oliver Dansk? Is he is he like forgotten in all the? I mean, he's an amazing human being, great in the community. Seems like everything you want in a backup, but is that fair to call him a backup? I mean, is he? He could, I mean, he he was great for us this year. The only thing is you have the best player in the league. At well, the, that's why I'm asking the question. He, I don't he, know what he is. Yeah, he he's a very good goaltender that is in Could a, he turn into something? For sure. Okay. For sure. I mean, okay. th- that's the thing. We brought him in because we thought, hey, depending if you ever had an injury, if you need a goalie, 
We've seen this that movie before, play. haven't we? 100%. It happens, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, in the past it has happened and you're, and you need, you just watch what Vegas did with all their goaltenders. <laughs> they had a lot. I mean, you just, it, it's a position, wow. such a valuable position and to be really deep at it, it. It's the one thing that lets me go to sleep at night thinking I feel very comfortable about. God bless Joey McDonald. We learned our lesson. <laughs> right. I like Joey. Joe, yeah, I, I do too, but it just didn't work out the way yeah. we thought it would, right? Well, and, and that's why, you know, even with, with Jordan, with the, with us drafting players and, you know, we, yeah. we, you, you always want to make sure you have goalies coming behind. Speaking of which, yeah. I'm assuming this is your decision, um, but we have uh, plans now for March 2nd. We Pittsburgh in town. Oh, very excited about this. Yes. So this is your doing. You, you this is should I wait, take credit for this? You should take credit yeah. for this. I did not. I will sit here and and I will look you in the eye and tell you, I swear to God, I never thought this would happen. Mika Kippersoff is going to be honored. Amazing. Well deserved first. Oh, time. absolutely. A home run. Absolutely. Like, you can't find a better uh, you know. I got to play with great goaltenders, Hall of Fame goaltenders, and Mika's. Is he a Hall of Famer? Longevity would be a problem. We didn't win the cup that year would be a problem. But in my mind, he could he could easily be. I I, I get the longevity thing. That's I really what do. People would probably be hard. But on. the the flip side to that is he was in best. that span. Nobody True. played more. True. True. I, I know. I mean. I guess if I just said yes right away, you, people, oh, he's just saying. To me, yeah, I, I, the Hall of Fame's an interesting one. Getting your number retired, those are all interests. Yeah. I get that, but I just feel like I watch something special. Yeah. You go to the, you take, I, I just remember there was people would call overtime every once in a while. Oh, Mika Kiprasov wasn't that good. And I'm like, guys, like, <laughs> honest to God, his record after giving up four goals. His record after losses, yeah. uh, the Scorpion. I mean, I can go on and on and on. You were front and center. Uh, one of the greatest goaltending performances in the history of the game in 2004. You don't beat Detroit without him. No, we don't. Right? Shuts him out. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing what he did. I mean, you know, and, and I'm biased. And he's an amazing person. He's a great person. He's a great person. Give me a, give me a Kippersoft story. What's your, well, what, what, what story best exemplifies Mika Kippersoft? So as great as he is, yeah. and I've told this one before, but we would be talking. I sat where I sat. We would be chatting. And then as soon as the opened up to the media, he's like, no speak English. Yep. No English. Nope. I'm like, really? Kipper. He's like, ah, if I start talking now, Craig, I'm going to have to talk. And that's how he would talk to you right after. Oh, I, I, absolutely. We had a deal. I didn't know we had a deal. We had a deal. Once a year, he'd do a 10 minute interview with me. <laughs> And that was a deal. And you're right. And he was articulate and the whole thing. You remember when the rumors were that Jokinen was coming? Not when he came, but before that. And then he re-signed. Uh, Keenan was the general manager and the coach in Florida. Okay. And he re-signed Ole Jokinen to a contract on the day of the trade deadline. But leading up to that, lots and lots of talk about him coming to Calgary, which eventually he did. And I just remember we were, the media comes into the dressing room after practice. And we're all waiting and, and, you know, trades could still happen. And all of a sudden I hear behind me, poor, poor media, no trades. And it was Mika. He was walking behind me and he, he went into the shower. Right? He had a wicked sense of humor. 
Oh, he did. Well, that's the thing. He's just such a good person, great teammate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, him and I, I will have to give Peter Hanlon the credit because Peter put all this oh. together. Does that dude get enough credit? No, he does not. What he does behind the scenes, uh, you know, and obviously it's VP with, of communications is not the accurate title. No, he's uh, he's a workhorse. If you know, if because you've seen him so now in every things. incarnation yeah. as a player now with this as a player, I didn't appreciate what he how much he does foundation work, alumni work. Oh, I, absolutely. I mean, like the, the hats that he wears in absolutely. the organization is, uh, you can have a whole show on Peter Hanlon. You actually should have Peter Hanlon on the show one day. I'd love to. I just don't know if I'd get anything. Uh, he doesn't, he's like a vault. He is, he a is vault. like a vault. You know what? But he's, uh, and he, again, the guy that knows where the bodies are buried. Yeah. Invaluable to an organization. I mean, for me personally, he probably doesn't want me to come and do the interview today. Nope. <laughs> he would rather have me not do anything or say anything. He's probably, but I don't gonna, think we've said anything. He'll nitpick everything. Oh, 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 I've said stuff that he will not be happy about. today. I would think so. Oh. I don't know what it would be. I'll have to tell you after if, if he's mad at me. Okay. <laughs> he's not, and he's not mad. No, 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 no. He just, he I, wants I, to be careful. I get it. He wants to be um, careful. A couple of rapid fire for you. Tell me about the alumni. I thought it was amazing that they were there for uh, Huska. Like they, it just seems like you're going to use them. Oh, have to have to use them more. Yeah. I want the players to know these guys. Yeah. There's no better group of people oh, in mean, this city. I'm biased, but yeah. Uh, it, 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 because when I talked to Johnny, the one year we were at the poker tournament and I forget who was with Perry bears and or somebody was sitting and he really didn't, he really didn't know the guys. And I'm like, you don't know these guys, Well, we haven't, we don't really do anything with them, Craig, you know, like I know they played or, you know, like, and he mentioned, Oh, is Lanny McDonald here? Is this, mm -hmm. you know, they, they want to know him, yeah. but we didn't. So we, we need to do it. We need to do a better job. We, they, they shouldn't go to an event. We go to an event and not know the alumni because these guys, they led the way. I mean, and if it's funny because when I retired and you're here and we did alumni skates, like you knew them, but then you really got to know them. And now I know why they won. These guys are winners. Just oh, the, I've been blessed to get to know Colin Patterson, Perry Barrys oh. and those guys. They're, they're special. I mean, but, but you guys, but you are, you guys are too. Like I look now at Robin oh, yeah. and Curtis and you know, and Maddie Mason Raymond goes Mason Raymond. Like it's it's cool. Mason, like, and I didn't know yes. if that was gonna happen. You know, Marty's everywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, there does anybody do more than Marty? No, like it's incredible. I mean, it you know what I mean. I think that's what as a Calgary Flame, you've always given back. That was what started with ownership way back when I first got here. That mm -hmm. was a priority. Mm -hmm. Uh it, and it's funny because when you go around the city, you look up and their names are everywhere. Yeah. Whether it's at the hospital or different, they and they don't want any credit for any of that. What they give back to the city is, but it's always been a priority number one for them. And that's, you know, I think that's gets lost sometimes because they don't want to be recognized and they'll probably, this will be something I probably get in trouble for, but they do so much more in the city than people know. And, and they care. And they, why would you get in trouble for that? Because they don't want recognition. They don't want that. I know, but I think the world's changed. Yeah, and, and I think with the building coming, and with some of the ignorance out there towards what is being done, and and the work that Candace and the foundation, you and I both know. Oh, this. you we, see it. Yeah, we see it, and it bugs me. Like it bugs me that, that that they we don't we don't seem to give the credit to these. You know, oh, you know, look at the Edmonton Oilers. Cool, they don't have an alumni. 
These guys are in the community at 300 plus events a year. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, I get, I get, I get things on my phone all the time and you know, I, I don't do as these guys. Are. How did you end up at Brian Burke's targets for kids? It was an invite through the alumni. Yes. And then you said, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. And, and golf turn also. Well, and there's that too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Um, but these, these, these amazing people. Well, they like, are. And they, and they generally just care about this city and they've given back and they've been fortunate. And it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a great group. And I, I do need to mesh them together better than we have. And we've done a good job, but I think we can still do a better job. Mother's trip, father's trip. Yes. Yep. Father's trip this year. Father's trip. Yes. Okay. Exciting. Guys are going to be excited. I think. Yeah. You know, we didn't do it last year. We haven't done it in a long time. So, yeah. you know, and those are the little things when we say environment and like, I want to get to know their, their dads and their moms, you know, you want to, you want to be around in an environment. Yep. And I think every father's trip I've been on, I only got to do one with my dad. He loved it. He loved he did. it. Thought it was great. Yeah. You know, I remember it. It was just one of those things where it was just starting, but now when you see it and uh, see all the, it's something that the parents never forget. Even if my dad only and they deserve credit, once. and my mom never got to do one, so she's probably going to want me to do a mom's trip. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Are the players different? How are the players different today than when you were a player? And are you prepared? Are you okay dealing with the younger player now? The you know the newer player. The, the, the newer players just, they want to know why everything's a yeah, why. And yeah. they, they want, you know, I think when you, you talk about going to the minors and, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to go to first training camp. I'm going to go to the minors. I'm going to work hard to make a call up. Now everybody just wants to be in the NHL. They want to skip the minors, but, gotcha. and, and sometimes I think they don't respect how good the American league is mm -hmm. and how hard it is. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is just, uh, you know, the, the social media, the, these guys are under the spotlight, like anything they do, anything they say, anything they do. So I think they're a little guarded more than we were, Okay. Uh, you know, with fans, with taking pictures, with, with doing that. And I think sometimes fans get mad at them because, yep. well, why? But I think they're just, they're just more guarded. I think with social media and the phones and the cameras and the videos, it's a, uh, it's just a different world. And I do think the one thing when I turn around in the, in the bus and look, everyone's face is glowing back there. Well, yeah, we used to play cards, uh, you know, in the back and everyone yeah. would kind of, but now, you know, people are reaching out to their family, wives, they're texting. And it's just the way the game's kind of changed a little bit. It'd be nice if, you know, it was just sometimes just uh, play cards or, and they still do play cards once we get on the plane and stuff like that. Speaking of families, uh, you have an amazing wife. And you have some amazing daughters. What do they make of this new adventure? Are they scared? Are they excited? Are they? I think, I think they're excited. They're happy for me because they know this is what I wanted. Yeah. You know, I think it's been super busy. I don't sleep much like, and I don't sleep much, not because I, I don't sleep, but my mind's always thinking, how do I, you know, my wife will look over and I'll be like looking up at three o'clock in the morning. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just thinking if I could do this, <laughs> how do I make things better? You know, like, it, and it's, I said, I'm going to make a couple of calls more. I got some good ideas. And then it doesn't go quite the way I, my idea doesn't go away. Yeah. The other team yeah. does and yeah. just, but you're always kind of thinking how you can do it. So because I want nothing more than to do a good job as a player. I want to do a good mm -hmm. job. I want to do a good job here. So, you know, I do think again, my, 
my, my oldest daughter, she, she loves the hockey. Like we've always gone back and forth and we were in a, a fantasy pool this year and we should have won Taylor. If you're listening, <laughs> we, we, we had the best draft. We had the best year and, and we had some injuries right at the end. And I was like, Oh, it was, it was a frustrating thing. But, yeah. you know, I think, uh, when, when we made the first trade, I was just a quick story, you know, she calls me, you're getting killed. I said, for sure. I'm getting killed. <laughs> I'm trading Tyler to Foley and I don't think people are really going to know, you know, who, who Sharon Govich is. I had to look him up. And, and I don't think they're really going to, they, right now they don't know how hard it was to get a pick. She goes, you should have got, you know, she, she, where was the first round pick? Where was the second? She's giving you this. Yes. You know, Your daughter's giving yes, you this. Grief. She's giving me, I said, Taylor, now don't you think I'm asking for, <laughs> these things. I said, what a I've great idea. To, I never thought of that. I've talked to multiple, multiple teams. I went through all the offers. I said, this, this felt like a deal yeah. with the penalty killing with, she goes, I don't really, I go, just go look up. I go, maybe watch a few videos. You know, Jerome's watching right now as we speak, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's one where, you know, it's, it's always, even when I got here, I understand, let's be honest. Like when I got traded for Corey Stillman, yeah, I was getting killed. Yeah. You know, that was a bad trade in yeah. everyone's mind. You know, David Moss ended up being the third round pick. So, you know, Suniev could be David Moss, I'm saying. You know, like, sure. I got to see Suniev a ton in Penticton, really like power forward, yeah, strong yeah, yeah, yeah. score goals. You know, those are the things. I didn't know who that pick was going to be at the time when we made the trade, but I wanted to have a shot in this draft. So those are the things I, I try to explain to her, but she gets, I go, just get off social media. They're going to kill me. You know, <laughs> I, um, I was, I was going to say this earlier. I'll say it now. Uh, everybody. I still, to this day, I believe that 14 million people heard you call overtime after game seven of the Vancouver series in 2004 <laughs> to this day, everybody I, last night at the surge game, somebody was talking to me about it. Like, that thing put me on the map. I can never thank you enough because you put me on the map with that one. But my favorite Craig Connery story was earlier that year during the World Juniors. You remember it was uh, Fanouf and Marc-Andre Florenti in Canada. They beat the U.S. in the round robin and then lost in the gold medal mm -hmm. game. And they after the, they uh, beat the Americans, you were injured at that time, if I remember correctly. And I kind of came over you sheepishly and said, well, what do you think? And you said to me, this is awesome. I said, what do you mean it's awesome? I was at the doctors today and everybody was talking about the world juniors. This is, this, I love this. This is so cool. And I'm like, Oh, that's who Craig Conroy is. You love hockey. You love being where hockey is matters. You love being around people who love hockey. Like this is the place for you, right? Yeah. This is what we, as a little kid, this is all I ever wanted to do. And to be able to do it, like it's a job. And there's stress and pressure, but Won't to run, go yeah. to the rink and like, that's what I said. What's the most fun you've had so far as GM? I said, obviously the draft was probably the number one. Yep. The second thing was going to development camp Yeah. and seeing the guys, yeah. seeing them on the ice, yeah. seeing them play, seeing them talking to them after having Jerome there with me was a, was a big bonus to, to be able to do that, to be in the rink, you know, in the end, what we're trying to do here is build, build a team that's going to hopefully win a Stanley cup because I haven't, wasn't able to do that as a player. So this is my only chance, but I want to, you know, everyone's like, I want a timeline on everything. Everyone wants it. That's Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. You why, know. why is Lindholm? How come you haven't <laughs> traded where, where, like all due yeah. respect to the other show on this network. 
Um, you know that. Are they got, giving it to me? I didn't listen. So. Oh no no they love you. Okay. Um, but they have some questions. Sure. Yeah. But and and I think you know it's funny I because I'm working with a basketball team and we're the surgers just want a home game. We just want a playoff home game. Like when you're on the outside and you're a fan, you you, you only have to worry about the fandom part. When you're on the inside. Like you now, you're aware of ticketing, correct? Oh, everything. You're aware of sales. You're aware, you're aware, you're aware. These are all things that come into this. And what's the greatest part? It's going to the rink. Yes. It always is. Okay. Um, Are we doing, um, uh, let's talk hockey for prep this year? Yes, we are. Okay. When, I don't know. Okay, we'll work that out. Who, I don't know either. Okay. This Peter, one, Peter Hanlon is calling. He you. is calling you. He's probably so. We sh- yeah, it's, no, I'm surprised he's not calling me. This is a buck fifty four, which is probably a little yeah. long, but I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I'm your number one fan. Unfortunately, you can't come to this station for uh, <clears throat> intelligent Craig Conroy talk because I got you know I just think the world of you. Uh, you've been amazing to this city. Um, it's fun to have. I, I to me, I got to live my dream. I I got I got it. I got to do the play-by-play at the NHL level. I got to live my dream. You're now getting to live your dream. My only advice to you is live your dream. Mm -hmm. Have fun with it. Do the things you want to do. Well, you know how I feel about you. I feel the same way. So thank you. Thanks for having me on. No, we can do this anytime. Like I said, I thought this is what we were going to do. When you were a player, I thought you and I were just going to do shows together. That's, I just assumed. I actually thought I might be, when I retired, I thought that, might be the way I was going to. But you didn't want to though, right? Well, again, it has always been the Stanley Cup. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. People have asked me, if, if you won a Stanley Cup, would you have gone the other way? And I, and I, I don't know. Like, I, I keep thinking, I remember that day sitting in Ken King's office and, and Marie Edwards was on the phone. And just to still be a part of it, to be a part of a team, to be a part of something like that, that's always... That's all I've known pretty much my whole life. Even when you're a little kid, just playing with your, you know, youth hockey and you go through and then college and. Oh, by the way, congratulations. New York uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. Thank you very much. First ballot. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about first ballot, but you know what? It was funny because I got to go in with Dave Taylor because he played at Clarkson. All time leading scorer at Clarkson. Clarkson, you say. Somewhere Colin Patterson is smiling. Colin Patterson is happy too. So. To be able to go in with Dave, it, it, just quick story, and Please. I'll, I'll let you go. No, 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 it's so me keeping you. My uh, my grandmother, when Dave was going to Clarkson, yeah. my my grand my grandmother and grandfather had him over for dinner, and they had a little plaque put on the back of the seat that he sat in. Dave Taylor sat here. So when I was a little kid, like Thanksgiving, all the in the dining room, I would always make sure I sat in Dave. You sat in Dave Taylor's, Dave chair. Taylor's seat. And, you know, t- thinking back all those years, and then he signed me in uh, – you know, he signed me in LA yeah. and we became, and now we're, we're good. I mean, not good friends, but we're good friends, you know? And well, you're when good I friends. See, yeah. yeah. When I see him, I see him at the rinks in LA and I see him everywhere. And I'm thinking, going back from when I was a little kid thinking, Oh my God, Dave Taylor sat here. I'll probably never meet Dave Taylor. I'm watching him playing on the triple crown line. So yeah. that was a big deal for me. Yeah. And then to, to go in with him was, was pretty special. Was that Jack? Oh, right. Thanks, Jack. Jack reminds me. Um, we did want to commemorate this. Uh, it's, it's really nice of you. I mean, we're almost two hours in. And you're such a great guy. We wanted to get you a gift. Okay. You didn't have to give me a gift, Rob. I know. But we wanted to. Please please accept this from Jack and I. Oh. Um, <clears throat> uh, we think, yeah, if you show that, there you go. 
Um, so thanks for coming in. Not everybody gets these. It's the right color. It is the right color. Right color. So uh, we'll get some pictures and stuff like that. I We don't have just a game shirts or hats or anything like that. No, I don't think we're ever getting them. But we do have barn burner hats. And, and, and so Jack and I wanted to give you a sweatshirt for coming in. So, so next time I come back, you're going to have just a game. I doubt it. Well, I'll probably have to give you a different color of uh, barn burner stuff. Because th this color will be hard. Yes. Dirt. No, we couldn't. No, 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 no. Well, we'd <laughs> never do that to you. Uh, of course, Craig joining us courtesy of Ski Seller Snowboard, skisellersnowboard.com, 76 years in Calgary. I'm going to end it there. You're the best. Thanks, Thanks pal. Thanks for having me. All right. Appreciate it. See you guys on Monday. Don't have a freaking clue what we're going to do, but we'll do something. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.